Good evening, everyone. I'm giving it uh, the countdown here just a few seconds to make sure we're live and looking good. Let's see if I can't see the people. There we are. Hey, hi. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show tonight. I'm KJ. This is the scariest movie ever YouTube channel. And boy, do we have a treat tonight. And this is something I don't think that I've ever had a show with both of these guys on together. They've done their own shows. I've done individual shows with them throughout the years. But we've never done, I don't think, something like this. So I'm excited. It's going to be great. We were already talking before we got started. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, let me throw out real quick to you. It's Brother Theo from the YouTube channel Unplug Him. And also Days from Days of Noah. Hey, guys. Peace. <laughs> How's it going? Thanks for Good. having me. Glad to be here. You're welcome, guys. Uh, you know, I don't even know where to start with you guys uh, as far as explaining. Uh, most of the people that are here are, are mostly familiar with you. But for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Unplug Em and uh, Days of Noah, and I guess even myself, we're all individuals in this stuff. We have our own perspectives, very unique. But I, I count these guys definitely as very philosophical, so very educated in all kinds of subjects that we're interested around here, the occult, the esoteric. And of course, all of it Christ-centered, which is most important. But just just wait, guys. We're going to have a good time. In fact, if you like, I'll let the guys introduce themselves too, and just maybe tell us uh, for the new people a little bit about yourself. Do you mind uh, unplug them first? Oh well, thank you. Um, first of all, thank you for having us here, and um, peace and blessings to all the family that's out there, all of the Days of Noah family, the Unplug Them family, the KJ Scariest Movie Ever family. Uh, this would be my third time, I think, being on with Brother KJ. I appreciate uh, your generosity in sharing your platform. Um, my channel is the Unplug em channel. Some of the things that you may be familiar with um, that you can find over there are the Songwriter Secret Exposés, pardon me, where we look at, um, primarily we look at the old school uh, witch, the, the witch language present in old school music, which at the time I was doing it, it was quite a novelty because you heard about a lot of folks looking into the quote unquote Illuminati lyrics present in modern music and in pop music in particular, but in rap music even. And, um, you know, it was just kind of our twist on it to uh, look at the old school, the old school R&B and soul, uh, primarily the, the jams, quote unquote, as folks would call them. And, you know, it surprised me to find that the jams were just as latent with with lyrics dedicated to Luciferianism as anything else. And so that uh, that's one thing that a lot of people might know me for, but I just try to be um, centered in what the word of God says and abreast of what's going on in the world around us with a nonpartisan point of view. That's a, that's a great summary, much better than I could have done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Days of Noah, please. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, as well, I want to say thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This is, it's always a good, good talk with you, KJ. And it's cool to have Brother Theo on as well, who is a regular guest on my channel. We do a show together called Tricknology, where we discuss uh, technology in light of media and mainly entertainment, mu music entertainment, uh, specifically hip hop and electronica. And we go into a little bit of history and, of course, the esoteric. But, uh, yeah, I think this is my third time as well here on, on your show with you. So, yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a good time. And so my channel is pretty much um, I focus on 
culture studies, uh, uh, pretty much a social theorist from all from the Christian worldview. We deal with a lot of media theory and we focus on mainly society, media and culture in light of technology and uh, interpersonal relations or, or the self. So there is also a strong psychological bent that uh, that's there, but all of it from the Christian worldview. Uh, and yeah, man, that's pretty much what you'll find at my channel. So, um, and I also have a website, daysofnoah.com, where most things will be happening shortly here. <laughs> oh, are you kind of starting to make that move? And also, thank you so much for the uh, intro. But are you starting to kind of, because I've been doing that a bit myself. Yeah, man, I've been working on this for like the move, the transition, if you will. I've been working on this for about a year now. So I've been preparing a lot of new content just uh, in the background uh, in the lab, just, you know, cooking up some new content that will, will be um, website specific. It won't be on YouTube. I'll probably be doing some maybe some promotion on YouTube, but I have a whole right. new line of content that will be strictly on my website. So, yeah, man, I've been ready for this. We've we've all been talking about this for a while. Mm -hmm. So it's it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's time to, you know, when they pulled my show last night and they I finally I got an answer. They said it was for um, medical misinformation. So take that wow. for what it is, right? Yeah. So the show's done as far as YouTube goes. But same thing. I'm looking at other options. Uh, every video I've made in 2021 has been off YouTube. I've just done trailers, little bumper trailers for YouTube, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to make that <laughs> move too. YouTube has turned into DayTube. It hasn't it? And I know you've dealt with it yourself, but I mean, what, what do you think? What do you guys just, isn't it? It really is crazy to sit here and think about it guys. Cause both of you've been around for a long time. We've all been around for a long time. We've seen a lot come and go. Remember the heyday of the critical thinking community or the, the world would call it the conspiracy theorists. But there was a time when, right. The videos were hundreds of thousands, millions of views and yes, really sir. just kind of taken over the mainstream. It was crazy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But it was a time when it was very easy to find, truther content on youtube now truther content is the last of the uh videos that you get listed when you type something in the search box you have to scroll for months and sundays to find the truther content they make sure that they give you the mainstream media perspective on whatever you're looking up first i mean the first three or four pages worth of scrolling will, will be mainstream media. And we saw it coming to this. Um, so, you know, we're not surprised, but it's just, it's not a comfortable thing to build up a following and then to have to try to build a following elsewhere, uh, right. especially because of, you know, the YouTube censors coming down, particularly hard on, on truthers. Yeah. Thanks yeah, to I the whole uh, fake news. <laughs> And it's it, and it's everything's manipulated on on here, obviously. I and mean, we already know about the search engines are terrible on here. And even I did a, I showed a story in one of my shows a while back how they were obviously manipulating views on White House and uh, Bo Jiden. Anytime you know he did anything, the the thumbs down were just enormous. But you could come back a, an hour or two later, and all of a sudden the thumbs up are way up, and the thumbs down have come down by five thousand. So the whole thing is just mm -hmm. you know it's just a weird world on here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, to to give my perspective, I mean, if we think about it, in my view, uh, YouTube really <clears throat> is 
it started off as somewhat of a venture, a, a tech venture, right? It's just kind of the off the, I guess the the opening of the big tech industry, right? So it really it really started off as a new way to move information, and I think it started off as an opportunity to grow information technology. In fact, I think uh, YouTube was strictly part of a, an AI training like uh, program. So through Insta or through, well, Instagram included through Instagram, YouTube, all of these different social, because I'm from California. I I've lived in the Silicon Valley years ago and I watched all this happen. I, I was around at the perfect age to be using this technology. I knew people that worked in the industry and this was a huge thing, say 2000, between 2005 and 2000, let's say 13, because 2013 was right after 2012, of course, <laughs> uh, right after the whole Occupy thing, everything started to really, really kick up technologically. And I was in the heart of it, living in Oakland, California. And I watched all of it grow. And then I was a novice and not really educated on a lot of the way the technological at least how big tech was working but i paid attention and now looking back i realized all of these different social media platforms were being created um to to transform the way we we communicate but more moreover to create a new a new information processing mainly to train artificial intelligence and what's interesting is what happened well what's interesting is how youtube took off it blew up and, and it, it did great. And in fact, I think they weren't sure how good it would do. That's how the startups in Silicon Valley are. They're all, it's all a risk, right? I've seen companies come up overnight and disappear. And I've seen companies take off and, and, and have some longevity, YouTube being one of them. What's interesting is what happened. And this speaks to what Unplugum was saying. There was a time when YouTube changed. And that moment it changed was the moment they realized how big YouTube was, they, they, they were able to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish as far as AI training and testing and in creating these new, these new social, social um, channels. So what they did was they turned it into a lead propaganda program. So now in my view, YouTube is strictly a platform for propaganda. And now they know they, it's big enough. The AI is smart enough. They, they have the opportunity to control millions and millions and millions of people. So now they're silencing everybody because we were just used to build the platform. We were used to provide data, to build the algorithms. Now that they have everything, they have our eyes and ears, they have the AI in play. Now they don't need the real content creators. And now the you and YouTube is gone and the they has taken over and it's all about propaganda now. And um, that's really what's happening in my view. It's, it's now all about propaganda and shaping public opinion. Wow, yeah, I think you nailed it on that. Uh, we certainly see that, don't we? It's all about social engineering now, and and uh, maybe that's why a lot of us are feeling more and more led to kind of move off, nice and slow. You know, not don't shut down the channel or anything, leave it up, but it's more of as a kind of a a place to post where where we're actually posting. It's it's a good idea, but I think you nailed it on that. So yeah, we but kind of going back to the idea that you know we've we've seen the heyday of it all now. You brought us up to current where it's a real lockdown all over the place. It's it's an entire lockdown. Uh, I always or lately have been saying that uh, the Illuminati is essentially in control of every aspect of the American government at this point, or so it would seem. And there's still all this chitter chatter out there. Some people still haven't learned their lessons uh, talking about now it's March. I'm hearing in some of these places in March, Trump's coming back and it's going to be, you know, and it's like, 
people need to let that stuff go and start dealing with reality. You know, cause, cause look at what's happening. Right. I mean, the enemy is completely in control of our government and we saw it coming anyway. And here, here it is no reason to be in fear. Right. It's kind of exciting in a way, but it does make you draw, draw much closer to the Lord. That's for sure. But unplug him. Uh, what do you think? So here we are in this full on uh, planetary lockdown. I've, I've seen people comment, you know, yeah, you know, like call me when something happens. It's like, hey, something's happening. And for the first time in history, our entire planet is in a lockdown. People are running around like Sharia law. You got to cover up in your face. And uh, it's madness. You know, when we see this plan that uh, we've actually seen uh, years ago, we can find from years ago that's actually playing out now perfectly as they planned it. Uh, but so many people still don't get it, uh, what, what's happening. Uh, what do you think about that? Does that bring you to, to anything, Unplug them? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's difficult for people to see a plan so incrementally implemented over such a long period of time as a plan. People don't tend to see that as a plan because the average person does not plan that methodically. That's like 4D, 5D chess level planning. And, you know, as I even think about these things and i think about what days just said about how youtube was exoterically formed it makes me wonder if the esoteric goal of youtube wasn't always in alignment with this long-term new world order plan in the first place and you know i'm i've also been unfortunately made familiar that they don't just use the algorithmic um, configurings to try to catch us up, but they there's a spiritual component of YouTube that's not much talked about, even among those of us who are spiritually aware, to where, you know, this thing, I mean, just like anything else, there's a spirit that runs a thing from the top down. Whatever spirit a thing is, created under is still present in the creation. And, you know, I don't know very much specifically about the spiritual leanings of the men behind YouTube, but I can tell you about the men behind the television and I can tell you about the men behind Apple computers. And if it's any indication, you know, of what we could probably find in the spiritual beliefs of the men behind YouTube, you know, you can look at the people behind the automotive industry. And there's always this occult, this underlying occult theme and mindset that really inspires, which, you know, we look at the word inspire always and we see the the, the spire, the S-P-I-R-E, as, you know, that's the Latin word for spirit. It means the spirit in, a, in a thing, And, you know, what inspires by and large the technology that we use in the you know in America, but in the world, that that spirit is a devilish spirit, and it's it's likely that from the very beginning, YouTube was going to be used as a way to catch truthers, and you know, as a way to kind of corral opinion and to move opinion in a particular direction with a bait and switch technique to bait you in under this false pretense and premise of, oh, it's your tube, as if, uh -huh. such as, <laughs> you know, and then eventually to switch 
you know, they give you the bait of, oh, see, it's freedom of speech. You can come over here and control what you watch. You have control. And then they switch it once they get you over there in mass, which I mean, they they've done that. Most young folks now and not even just young folks, but most people now that I know, they watch YouTube more than they watch regular television. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Yes. It's all it's all part of this long term global plan. And we're all watching this plan unfold in unprecedented ways since the plague hit us uh, last March. And I mean, it's been moving at light speed ever since. You know, I, I, I had said on my show several times that they would use this to put in action a lot of New World Order ideas that they could not facilitate through any other means. And that's what they've been doing. The most amazing and unbelievable leaps and bounds toward the New World Order have been made post Roni. <laughs> it also makes me wonder if it's part of the if the strong delusion from the Bible is more than just one thing, I've wondered if it might be the alien spaceships, you know, or something like that, but uh, maybe it's a, a culmination of things. I'm not sure, um, but it is a delusion and it is very strong that a lot of people are under, you know, so That's makes true. me wonder. Uh, so I, yeah, I know you can tell us about Apple, but anything about Microsoft, have you ever done anything on Bill Gates? Got anything on Bill Gates? What are your thoughts on, I call him little Billy Gates. He's always getting into trouble. You got to keep an eye on him. Yeah, yeah, I like to call him Billy Gates of Hell, Billy <laughs> yeah. Goat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, his his father's connection to Planned Parenthood is uh, well known among the truth community, and his constant uh, fixation with that, with you know, the V word, um, his fixation with that, and his. You know, just his general weirdness. Um, you know, it's legendary. I'm sure that most of our listeners are familiar with him and suspicious of him. Um, and, you know, it's no coincidence that this man who is um, credited by a lot of people as being, as, you know, being one of the people that prophesied this plague that they're using to facilitate all of the New World Order's greatest agendas this man you know comes from the tech world and the tech world and that trick trick world the trick bag of technology all points back to the fact that this is a system that was built to fail you know they say too big to fail this system was built to fail from the very beginning the, and, and the fallen point. angels who gave us technology gave us the tools to destroy ourselves I've even said that about the money, that that's what they did. They put their plans on paper. They called it money. We all carry the spell. But on parts of that money, it's showing us our future and that it's all this is meant to be destroyed so they yes, can sir. rise from the ashes, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's a very good point. Uh, the idea of it being made to fail. And I think just scripturally, we understand that. And that's absolutely, we see that's what's happening, especially here in America. We see how everything is collapsing. I, I view post 9-11, we're, we're talking like, a, you know, controlled demolition here. And I think the whole Roni was just the icing on the cake. 
And speaking of Bill Gates and this idea of technology, really, we're seeing a long lineage of this and getting back to the idea of YouTube and the spiritual, the spiritual aspect, the esoteric aspect uh, that Brother Theo had mentioned is is spot on. Because when we, as you mentioned, Apple, when we we could look at the beginning of the Internet in the late 60s and we could see how a lot of this stuff was esoterically built. And of course, we could see the minds behind that. Uh, mainly being atheists, different different types of uh, materialists or Gnostics. And when we think about technology in general, I think it's just, uh, it's a continuation of cybernetics. And we look at cybernetics and we understand there's German MK Ultra involved there where man is machine. And the precursor to cybernetics was behaviorism, you know, during the whole progressive era. So we see we see the long lineage of man slowly getting closer and closer to his technology until about the, the mid-century, 20th century, around the 50s, when the Macy's conference happened, Macy's conferences happened, and we had cybernetics formed, Nerbert Weiner and so forth. And this was when man was merged with with the machine conceptually. And from this point moving forward, we would go from, say, the late 60s, right after the, the, the movement of behaviorism and cybernetics, what do we get? We get computer technology. And then right, right from that point forward, we see the connection between mankind and technology or computers. So really, Bill Gates is just, just a continuation of this process, not to mention he's also involved in eugenics. Eugenics were also involved, were, were at least also part of the worldview of those involved in cybernetics. So it's, mm -hmm. it's easy to see how all of this is just a long, long-term lineage that really, as Brother Theo said, goes all the way back to the fallen angels. That's why I, I really look at this as a Luciferian spirit, oh, yeah. because this mm -hmm. is just a, a, um, a, a reformed or just a new version of the rebellion, the rebellious spirit of Lucifer and the fallen angels that brought technology. We're seeing all of those things happen again, and they're just being refined. They're they're being reified, and uh, nothing nothing new under the sun, right? So really, it's this is ultimately the Luciferian spirit. Things appear exoteric. Things appear natural on the on the outside, but in my view, all of these men, whether it be Musk, uh, Gates, um, Stuart Brand, you know, any of these individuals that were front runners and pioneers of computer technology i personally believe all of these men were being used by by uh, the luciferian spirit to bring all of this forward as, yeah absolutely um, to this very day yeah have you ever seen uh, what, what kind of symbol you get and great points too thank you but have you ever seen what symbol you can create by uh, putting two of those apple logos together no it's a great it's a gray alien Really? Yeah. 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 It's a great. So they, it's that spirit that exactly that's guiding them. We know through symbols too. Right. So I've always Excellent. thought that with that. Yeah. There's a lot of that, you know, uh, the first Apple computer sold for $666. Right. right. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So and it's all Satanism is huge in Silicon Valley, mind you. I think there was a show called Silicon Valley and there was actually a, a character on, on the show who was an open Satanist and they would even have scenes about Satanism. Yep. I, it's been a while since I've seen that. But so this is just a part of, of the engineering, especially the I not necessarily IT, but the, the computer engineering, computer technology. A lot of these guys, a lot, not all, but you know, there's just seems to be this heavy sentiment of materialism and nihilism. And that just that just breeds uh the 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 perfect grounds for Satanist beliefs. 
<laughs> it sure feels like there is a, a real divide in humanity. I've been covering that in some recent videos, but you know, it really is to me kind of the the wheat, the tares, the sheep and the goats. I just feel like it's becoming the evils becoming so much more pronounced and obvious now that everyone's being forced mm -hmm. into a side. You know, I feel. What do you think, Brother Theo? Any thoughts on all this? Yes, I, I I must concur that yes, people are definitely being forced to a side, unfortunately, uh, rather than let that be on the side of God or on the side of the devil. The devil in his understanding of man has caused for mankind to pick sides that uh, benefit no one but the devil and his agenda in the end. They choose, to, you know, they they're the powers that be have put mankind in the position through racism, through classism, through politics. They put us in the position of picking one of their sides or the other of their sides. Either we pick the red or the blue representative of the red or the, the uh, Scottish house of Freemasonry or the blue or the York house of Freemasonry, or, mm -hmm. or we pick conservative or liberal style um, Luciferianism <laughs> or, you know, uh, we, we pick the black or the white side of the chessboard. And that's that's part of the divide and conquer that the devil ultimately has planned for man through man's own devices. It is the the, the foolishness of man uh, it is, you know, uh, is the wisdom of God, or, or rather, the wisdom of God is considered to be foolishness to yeah, man. Right. And the wisdom of God, you know, is is not in these techno technological advances. We consider ourselves wise as we advance in technology, as as opposed to becoming wise through advancing in our understanding of of God and our relationship with Him. But it's, it's it also seems like, and this is a. Uh right in line with that. And I'm sure Days knows a little more about this than I do, but it seems like the hope that they're offering the world, you know, that's what I look at because there's so much corruption and darkness happening right now. So what kind of hope are they offering the world? And you see it in commercials and movies and TV shows, but it's obviously transhumanism. It's going to be a mixing, right. Of us with machine or technology. And that's where Elon comes in a lot of these characters and, and even just here's an example to me of just how obvious the evil's getting. It goes back to little Billy Gates. Look at what his hands are into. He's got this thing going on that's going on right now around the world. He bought up all the farmland. He's wanting to somehow interfere with the sun's rays. That was a real story. And uh, the, the latest, what was the latest I just saw on him? Oh, yeah, well, the, that's right. It goes back to the, the fake meat he's been pushing. So there's part of that as well. But I feel like there was a new story, anything new you guys know about him. But he's always into something, and it's becoming really obvious, though, isn't it? Like kind of the darkness, the dark agenda there. Yeah, I think he owns the most farmland in America now. He's bought up thousands and thousands of acres. Uh, he is also calling for zero uh, emissions. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me. I'm sorry. Please let me interject quickly because I just remember sure. uh, the other thing his uh, foundations be behind. This came out just a few days ago. Is they're dumbing down the math. They're part of the Common Core thing. Uh -huh. You can look up right the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and math, and they're they're trying to dumb it down. The whole you know four plus four can equal six if you can explain it type stuff. So they're also a part of that agenda, an obvious wow. agenda of dumbing down the kids. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Days. 
yeah, we go right back to the pressure model, right? And we see exactly where our education system came from. And we just do a little bit of historical studies there. And we'll notice that this education system is really made for control, socialization, and uh, training, really. It's it's a form of training. And what's what's interesting is when you take that into consideration, you realize school really isn't for anything outside of obedience. So with that being said, we understand that uh, there's really no need for education once you have an obedient society. And this is, in my view, this is why schools will disappear. We won't really have the same type of education system like we've had in the past. In fact, we're already seeing that transition now through the online schooling. And what you'll notice is kids aren't doing it. Kids aren't paying attention because they can't. The human being isn't built that way. We're not built to learn uh, solely through screens and through technology. We're just not made for this. Just like we're not made to look at screens all day and 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 co communicate through screens and digitally detached and dissociated like this. We're not made for this. That's why we're having all the issues we're having. But you'll see soon school will not exist and it won't have to because we'll all be trained uh, in this new short system. There, there'll be this similar to how they want to you know take away your food and give you uh franken food they're going to give us franken education oh totally that's a good yeah i mean look how much they're censoring now so most truth will be wiped out or put off into these kind of digital ghettos that are hard to find you know what i mean and yeah. and they're going to be force-fed the agenda which will be crazy how easy that's going to be i just uh the last week i've found two or three stories of teachers filming their classrooms and they're making the classrooms look like prisons now and they're treating the little children when they go to school like prisoners they have to sit behind plexiglass wear a mask the teacher can barely hear them uh, they, they got to keep six feet apart it's it's insanity but it, we already know right we already know that's what this is you know it, it's a prison system being set up uh, we're all prisoners now in a sense you know and uh, it's just increasing because it's the beast's time almost. You know, we're almost there, I believe, and uh, he won't have long. And I feel like that's why everything feels accelerated even now. It seems like every day there's a new crazy executive order signed or something else, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think about, uh, real quick, social media, for instance. Social media, has, has it takes up so much of, especially young people. I'm talking 13 to 20. It takes up so much of their time. Imagine if you can educate through social media or at least imagine if propaganda was so powerful so so detailed that you, you could educate a population of young people an entire generation through propaganda that's in social media you wouldn't need schools kids spend most of their time on social media as long as the social media is riddled with propaganda the kids will will be trained and and shaped in the way that the state needs them. So really we understand it's not, we don't want smart kids. We don't want intelligent kids. We don't want curious original kids. We want robots. Right. That's so right. Give them TikTok. give them all of these different Snapchats and stuff and let them push propagandistic trends and challenges and um, social justice movements. And pretty soon all the kids will think the same. They'll all think the same and have the same political views and they'll do what they're told. And I think that's really what they want you know specifically that's what they want but they're aiming at the younger generation now because 20 30 years from now everyone will be extremely robotic and, and mechanized and this is just the beginning of that and i think they're doing that through the technology and we will see the disappearance of education because there's no need for it <laughs> 
Yeah, this uh, it's just getting crazier and crazier for the kids. <laughs> you know, I mean, wow, I can just imagine. And I mean, not to be laughing about that, because on a serious note, there has been an increase in, you know, people taking their lives, young and old, through yeah. all this stuff. I mean, and a lot of that stuff's so underreported anyway, but it's out there happening. You know, people are some people are losing it. Obviously. Yeah, or, or Orwellian new speak has been accomplished through memes and also, you know, that's one thing that this pandemic has has helped to push forward that the NWA wanted to accomplish as well as the uh the uh, changing of the way that we learn and as well as population control uh through um increasing the heaviness and the, the the depression and the anxiety that people feel um already from various things in society that are already depressing by their very natures but since this pandemic has happened they they have accomplished a number of their new world order goals including increasing suicides and increasing depression and mental illness and you know, causing for the the hearts of many to wax cold, like like the Bible says that they would. It's all part of the recreation, recreation agenda. The very same thing that make you laugh and make you cry, like the old folks used to say. And, and you know, we thought that this technology was all fun and games, and it was advertised and presented that way in the beginning. And now, for those of us who can see it, it's very obviously bringing mankind's destruction upon him you know at a much faster rate um and that's that's what the fallen angels intended from the very beginning and you know it's just a trip to see it play out and folks that really love their technology really recoil from that idea that well well you know they they feel the need to interject the obvious and say oh well you know it's just a tool it all depends on how you use it you know it's it's more than that if you look at Again, the origins, like they said, the the mindset of the people from Silicon Valley, those who invent these technologies, what they're really about, and the spirit that really inspires them. And you know, we're we're headed towards the end of everything, and and we are allowing it for it to happen. Mm. Well, that's the other question mm. then, is because people always ask, you know, what do we do? And my best answer personally, is just you pray about it and be led individually. You know, I don't know what to tell you what to do. Uh, if you're already awake to this and you see it, which is great. That's the big first step. But once you're there, you realize Christ is what it's all about. Make sure that's the key. But other than that, what you can do, you'll be led. You know, we'll all be led and we're being led now. I, I've seen a trend just being around this kind of thing for 14 years now, often on YouTube, of people already going off and kind of creating their own communities and things, uh, things like this. And that might be, uh, you know, a hint of the future, perhaps if those who are in charge uh, continue doing what those who are in charge will do, which is evil things, uh, we'll see. You know, we've already seen this trend where they keep talking about going after orange men supporters, right? Anybody who supported him or, and that's just a, a that's the narrative for now. And I've, I've said for years, first the statues, then the churches, you know, ultimately this is all coming for the Christians. And now we can see it. I see it on the regular news. Uh, they're calling it orange man or Republican or conservative right now, but we know where this is leading and that's accelerating. This is mainstream news. They talk openly about this stuff. Most so. definitely. 
That was that was one of the worst um, examples, or from the Luciferian perspective, one of the best examples of bait and switch, a real trick that they forced people to join into hating the Donalds. And they forced folks, you know, whether you're black or white, they figured out different ways to just kind of make everybody agree that he was the bad guy in the play. He played the role of the bad guy. And, you know, more than likely, he knew that that's the role he was playing. But it's also that 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 bad guy energy that we put on him can be shifted to what he's supposed to represent. And that is patriarchal Christianity, worship of the father. Uh, at the end of the day, Christians, you know, knowing full well that he's not one. He's a Luciferian puppet like every president has been. However, his goal or or his his role was to portray this bad guy uh, that everyone would be tricked into hating. Everyone would be cajoled. Yes, exactly. Also that in the end, they could shift that hate from him to what it is he was supposed to be representing. That's a, that's a deep double cross on a whole nother level. Wow. Yeah. Very good point. So yeah. The idea of hate, I think, is extremely important, especially when we consider propaganda in general. Um, I think Elul and Lipman did great work on this idea of propaganda far beyond what, what Bernays described. And what they would one thing they, they really nailed was this idea of hate and producing the enemy. And what's important about producing an enemy is you justify heinous acts. You justify hate. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about the human being, and we understand this through our fallen nature, is every human being has the innate um, need to hate and, and to, to want to destroy and want to damage. It's just part of our nature. And what they do is they harness that and they, in fact, make it look righteous. And they, and they create that dynamic by creating an enemy. And that's exactly what we saw with Trump. So what you find now is all of these um, progressives and liberals, what do they call it, the... the Trump syndrome or whatever, you know, this is, of course, it's a, it's a form of narcissism because you're, you're kind of like trying to make yourself look like some righteous martyr because you're hating an evil, an evil entity. But really it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a type of dialectic that's been created to bait you. So basically all of these people are turning into hateful, psychotic, nasty individuals, but they think they're in the right. They think they're justified and they think they're doing a good thing. In fact, this liberates their already present anxiety because everyone's anxious due to all of the social unrest, all of the this this whole CV-19 thing has just made it worse. So people already have this inherent anxiety, confusion. They're upset. They're angry. They already have some deep-seated hatred. So give them something to hate, but also make it look like they're doing something good. <laughs> yeah. Well, check this right. out. This is what it makes me think about is, and this is stuff I know Brother Theo likes to get into the witchcraft in Hollywood as well, exposing that. Well, look at all the programming that came out just a few years before all the, the madness and the riots and all that stuff. We had the Purge movies, and then we had uh, the Joker, which was all about the ultimate nihilist, right? And he's the savior at the end of all the disen disenfranchised, and uh, right? riots in the street fire no. i don't know if you saw the movie or not but and he even oh, yeah. did yeah he i put this in my video and the, that video youtube about six months ago went through and took 12 of my videos and put age restrictions on them and one of them is my joker video but in that video i showed how this happens a lot in movies 
the first kill in a movie, like after you know the very first kill in some of these movies, and I showed several examples. Right after they do that, you look down and there's a black and white checker floor. So you'll find in a lot of movies, they'll have a first kill. They'll go to a black and white checker floor with blood on them and do a little dance. And Joker even did that in that movie. It was a smaller checkered floor. It was checkerboard floor with blood on them and did his dance. And I showed the other examples of that. But So I guess my point is, though, that, that when I see that, that's heavy programming. I see a lot of it. One of Trump's campaign managers uh, was a producer on the Purge films. I think it was Mnuchin. And he's he'd been produced a lot of still producing really famous, huge oh yeah huge hollywood films some of the biggest ones you could name and some you may even enjoy but this guy's still a producer in hollywood behind all these movies so you start putting that stuff together and it's very strange with the the whole situation you know well bro if if awesome. i can add on on the, on the uh, joker aspect i think yeah. that there was you know the the most obvious predictive programming that we have had probably in the last half decade that uh, told us about this time that we're in now was the Dark Knight, well, the Nolan Batman movies and the Joker because they all dealt with what we would be living with in a post-Trumpian era. And that is, you know, that that's directly related to the fact that in many card games the trump card is the joker and you know these brotherhood members behind the scenes they like to they have a duping delight that they get out of uh placing certain names or certain titles on a thing that give a hint toward their nefarious activities and their plans and the joker movie really nailed it but even the batman movies you know the the uh the um the Heath Ledger portrayal of the Joker also nailed it as well. Yeah, right, right. The Dark Knight, that nailed it as well because there was this idea of the Joker as being the person who would facilitate madness and chaos. And again, knowing that the Donald was just an actor playing a role, he, he did his job in his role in helping to facilitate the chaos that will ultimately bring forth the order their idea is to create chaos and from out of that chaos birth their new world order or like you said earlier kj their idea is to destroy the system like they brought the towers down so that they can bring up one world tower or one system from out of that chaos and he he was the perfect person to play that role and i'm you know i'm very sorry that some truthers had a hard time seeing through what he was doing because he was you know in classic joker or hermetic fashion because her hermes is the greek equivalent of the joker but in that classic duality fashion he did some things that appeared to be good and for the christian quote unquote while at the same time doing some things that were very obviously bad or devilish and this created a confusion which a joker the Joker was all about the chaos and the confusion. So he created the chaos and the confusion in the minds of people. It is the Donald's credit, or he's going to get credited, you know, with putting the crosshairs on the back of the truth of community by coming up with or promoting the idea of fake news. You know, that's that's something he contributed to the extermination of the truther community. Because by his promoting of that term, 
the rest of the media ran with that term and they <laughs> now lump us all in this fake news category to where they just pulled down your video for saying medical misinformation. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, so, so his chaos is still in effect or rather the chaos that his, that his character in this big hermetic theater, uh, 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 facilitated that chaos is still in full effect because it takes a lot of chaos for them to make people desire the order that they're going to clamp down on society. Great point. And yeah. And it's also part of that division. He's a part of that. Let me throw this out real quick at you guys. Did you ever hear what that, which Marina Abramovic said about Trump? I don't know if you heard oh. this. Let me throw this at you. I put this in a video. It's an actual clip. I put it in a video probably a few weeks or a few months ago. So she was on stage with this lady. I'm not sure what the occasion was, but they were just having a conversation. There was an audience. And she was talking about how there's this group of monks that live somewhere, and she named the country. But she said they all live up there isolated, and they all believe in collective dreaming. And they only write down the dreams once everybody has had it. Like they'll write it down separately and they have this whole system. It's pretty wild, right? So she's talking about these monks and she said they had recently had a collective dream about Donald Trump. And the girl on stage is like, well, what, what was it all about? And she just, the witch smiled and she said, they all said that he was meant to wake up the world. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And for better or worse, right? Uh, and right. what's weird, and I did videos on him four years ago or so saying, you know, he definitely is going to be the ultimate fall guy or could be the ultimate fall guy and a tip of the spear type situation, you know, and they'll, they'll use him to take us all out or whatever. And luckily, none of us are into the pol the political thing. I, doubly blessed after all the censorship started happening. I'm like, man, I'm glad I don't, you know, do videos on this every week and that. And, you know, you just got to be careful these days. But. But it doesn't matter, right? Because that was just the first wave, and we already see it, you know, just rolling on down, and uh, it won't stop. You know, that kind of censorship doesn't stop. The, the people can't help themselves after a while. I'm sure a lot of these people doing it are having a good time. It's not all AI. There's also people that check things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. They I have whole teams teams doing this. Yeah, they have entire teams that are out. You know, uh, just combing through the internet trying to find this type of content and there's also the algorithms but yeah i mean it really seems like what they want to do is they want to push all forms of dissent now that they they've gotten what they've wanted they're now really pushing the propaganda machine social engineering is at its height they're they're infecting well they're 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 basically creating this form of mind control through the propaganda but they're also attacking us through our food and through the weather and so forth so now they want to push all the dissent out into the corners, out into the atmosphere. You know, we are now going to become the outliers. There will be new platforms. There will. We'll have to make our own. But as far as having that piece of the mainstream pie that gave us the opportunity to actually get info out there to people who probably would never hear this kind of stuff, those days are going to be gone soon. And we will be relegated to the corners and, and the, the tiny quarters of, of the, the webosphere, right? And that's the unfortunate part. You know, they're really going to allow us to exist, but they're they're going to kind of cut us off in a sense, just from from the from the communities and, and the entire environment. And this and this is obviously upon us. That's the thing. I'm always thinking of time frames and I'll see somebody in interviews saying, you know, talking about 200 years from now, you know, we're going to be. And I'm like, I don't know. 
uh, I don't know if we how much time we have. I mean, we're in a very critical moment, I believe. A very critical moment. That's not to be uh, spreading fear. It's just the way I see it. But it's a very critical moment. I mean, for what they just did, even though we know it's a game, but the way it played out, millions, I mean, half the country, if not more, are, you know, against who's in charge right now as well. You know, they should be, of course, but and those who are in charge aren't facing external enemies anymore. They're looking at Americans. So it's a critical moment. Oh, yeah. Right. Isn't there a big story mm -hmm. now about people or Trump supporters that, that want to do something to the to capital to the to the Capitol building or something? Is that a big story right now? Well, yeah, I've been seeing something about March. That's us saying earlier. There's chitter chatter. Yeah, I've, how much I've heard stuff. that chatter, too. So right. what is this telling you? This is just the, the it's such a massive psyop. It's it's so easy for us to see, but it's, it's frustrating. It's like, look at what they're doing. As, as Brother Theo said, they want to equate all dissent with this type of these these type of deranged guys out there acting crazy, wanting to blow stuff up. And I don't think any of it's legitimate. There, there might be some legitimate individuals involved that are just really right. talking so, to change things. Of course, we saw that even in the BLM movement. We saw that in all the, all of these different movements. But overall, it's just the opposite side of the coin. This is you got Antifa, and then you flip it, and you got the other the, the, the conservative flavor. And it's really just part of a massive dialectic. And it's the unfortunate part is they're lumping Christians, uh, speakers. And uh, together, and we're basically going to be labeled as one single group eventually. And, and I think that's their goal to really get rid of a dissent altogether. Is just this this type of uh, for sure fallacy. Yeah, they want they want us they all to be, you know, right? Oh, I want to throw this out real quick. Did you guys see that the leader of the Proud Boys? Right, this is one of those groups that's set up that's it's the right leaning group. Uh, the founder of it was a, an FBI FBI informant. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It's just like exactly. It's just <laughs> in my head when I see this stuff. Sorry, brother Theo. Please go ahead. Oh no, 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 no! You you didn't you didn't step on my toes at all. I was I was just listening. But I'm, I'm you know, I'm I'm right with you there. I'm, I'm you know, I'm never surprised when I hear that one of these guys are alphabet boy operatives because that's that's the name of the game. Most people don't want no smoke. Most folks just want to get along, <laughs> and they don't want to be bothered. You know, so when you find these um, extremists, whether they be left wing or right wing, nine times out of 10, they are alphabet boy operatives who are sent in to, you know, set off the Hegelian dialectic bomb, you know, and to cause a reaction from the people, you know, by by making a very loud and boisterous problem. The people have a reaction and then the powers that be give you the solution that they wanted you to have in the first place. Mm -hmm. And we've we've been seeing this play out time and time again. I saw somebody mention in the comments that the uh, Abramovich witch had said that uh, they were He's calling Trump. Yeah, the magician. Well, that goes well, right along with what you were saying about the Joker, the Trump card, you know, which is oftentimes yeah. the Joker in many games. The Joker is Hermes, the magician. Is Hermes. Hermes is the Joker, and Hermetic magic is inversion magic. So it was meet or very fitting that in 2020, this duality year, numerically, you know, the 20 and the 20, but in this 2020 year, this year of duality, you had this president that represented duality. Then you had so many 
opposing groups, it appeared, going against one another, again, controlled opposition groups. Then you had a rise in political opposition or a rise in bipartisan war that almost brought us to the brink of civil war or, or that brought us to the brink of at least psychological civil war. And some people expect that it's going to be even more than that. And I've heard the chatter just as you guys were talking about it. Um, maybe as of a couple of days ago, somebody brought to my attention that there are uh, folks who believe that around March 4th or so that the Donald is supposed to make another stand <laughs> or take over again or something along that line. So yeah, it's, it's, this is a deep show that we're watching. Yeah, it is very deep. And I think they're putting that whole March thing out there to prolong the madness, to prolong the conflict. Don't rest guys. It's not over. You could still fight. You know, it's that kind of thing. I, it's mm -hmm. just, well, I think my whole approach to this the way I've been seeing it is it really is becoming a breaking point for people because I'm a veteran. I, I served eight years active duty myself, and I'm proud of serving the country and all this stuff, but I don't have that kind of attachment to it anymore. You know what I mean? Like people have to realize that it's not what it used to be. The Constitution, all that stuff's probably in the shredder right now. So it, it, these are critical times. And, it's, and it, instead of letting fears set in, which could uh, run, run to Christ, run to the Lord God, you know, through the Son, yes, to the Lord. Father. Right. Let's get that because that's that's what it's about. I mean, I showed in so many videos they put the uh, the Baphomet and the Democrat 2020 logo. I mean, come on, guys, and things like this. The obvious stuff. I've been covering that forever, and we all have our you know the information we put out. But all that leads up to one thing: it, we will soon realize the world will that we're led by Luciferians. I mean, Bo Jiden. I don't even know if it's real. I mean, I'm not even kidding. I look at some of these videos and pictures. I find I found a video of him. The other day, he was on TV telling people to wear their, their mask, but his kept slipping. Every time it slipped, his nose looked like it was uh, at a 40-degree angle. It was broken in the middle. It was one of the weirdest things. Uh, people on my KJ show saw the What Happened show, but I'm just saying, I don't even know what's going on there. Is it all CGI stuff? Is uh, you know, is he something else? You, you, you've you've got to be on to something because there's no way that somebody with his cognitive disabilities uh, could be made the leader of the free world or or even put in a position to play that role because it's just role playing. He can't play that role. He has severe dementia and everybody knows it. So there's something really weird going on that I think is just a setup for Kamala, the Ugandan giant, to come in and portray the queen mother goddess, perhaps mm -hmm. that that queen of Babylon in the last days as it was in the days of Noah. That's interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting. <laughs> the rise of the female rival. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She would be perfect to bring in the whole like sustainability agenda 21, the, the squad AOC mm -hmm. propaganda, the oh. Bernie bros, all of that kind oh. of uh, democratic socialism. She would really be perfect to almost standardize that that kind of uh worldview uh, within a year she'll probably sign an eo that we all have to wear green all the time <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be nuts <laughs> i'm telling you guys uh who knows but, but as we know it's a show 
I feel comfortable through all this. I don't know about you guys. I'm sure you do. I'm at peace with everything. I think you guys are. We couldn't. Oh, totally. Totally. Even without power and, and all of that. Yeah. Still, still at peace, man. Oh, are you still without power? Well, no, I'm just saying, even when I was, but when oh, I, I was even in that situation, still at peace because we understand right. what's going on here. You know, that's, I mean, this is, mm-hmm. it's going to get nasty and it's going to get worse in my view. You know, I do think there will, will be a short lull. We're experiencing it right now, actually, but it's, it's just warming things up for the next move. We did have this, you know, kind of dark winter thing, which is no one would consider a lull, but I just mean, as far as where things were going. If you've noticed, the riots have, have fallen back. The race stuff right. has fallen back. The shootings have literally disappeared. So it, this is all push and pull, hot and cold. This is how trauma works, you know? So right now we're going to get, we, we, we have the, the weather war now. So mm-hmm. what's next? Well, you know, we'll see, but we know how they work, man. I'll tell you what I think is probably coming next is that there'll be another mass bang bang type situation somewhere. And the mm-hmm. person who did it be a white slip supremacist list, if you know what I'm saying. Got Makes the sense. The AI. But, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, and because now it's basically Obama's administration, but it'll be worse now because, again, Biden's so kind of gone, a bit of a puppet to where who knows who all's back there pulling those strings, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's what, and you I know. don't want that to happen. I don't want there to be an, an expectation, you know, whatever, but. I just, we know how they work and I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if that's a thing that happens soon, probably to, you know, a black community type thing. I don't want that to happen. I just, anyway, y'all with me on this? I think well, it'd, be a, it'd be a successful you, move because well, they want to get, and you really own the song. That's why, you know, they want to get rid of the opposition. So that'll be a way for them to, they've been trying this forever. Y'all know, but that'll be a way for them to finally get everybody to perhaps get rid of their, you know, weapons. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I'm I'm in full agreement with that. I've been thinking about that for some time and praying and hoping that the Lord prevents it. But I do understand that this this thing was built to fail, and even the good book says it. This is a movie that has a lot of twists and turns. But we've read the summary, and you know the good book tells us how this is all going to end in the end. So certain things have to happen before this movie is over. It's kind of like when you saw uh, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. You knew that it was going to bring closure uh, as to how Darth Vader became Darth Vader. You knew that it was going to tell you how did Yoda end up on the moon of or on the planet of Dagobah. So he, he was sitting there watching the movie. You knew that, well, before, you know, okay, I, I looked at my watch. There was 30 minutes left. Well, uh, okay, so they've got to show me how this happened, and they got to show me how this happened. So we know that, you know, we're in this in this film, but we understand that it's going to end and it has to certain things have to happen in the plot line before this is before this thing is over. So there has to be the Christian persecution and they will likely facilitate that through Donald supporters. And they've been painting Donald supporters as being and and many of them are as being people who are not necessarily a. Uh, friends of the Negroes. And right. so they may, <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 it would really fit really good in with the narrative, not only that, but it would also drive many folks in the black community further into the blind deception 
that's been placed over them that, oh, well, you see, see this Christianity thing. This is the white man's thing and blah, blah, blah. All of those things can be facilitated plus the Christian persecution with what with what you propose, Brother KJ. And yes, we don't want to see this happen. But I mean, we're in this movie. We know certain things have to happen before the movie ends. Yes, I agree. I agree 100% with that. I think Unplug them laid it out right there. And we talked about that. And I think you might have even said those things specifically back in 2016. I'll never forget the conversation. <laughs> and uh, we pretty much were discussing this. Like, you know what? This is chaos magic. It's They're going to play the black and white chessboard. And this is why I think Trump has to stay in, not only to continue yeah. to give media ratings <laughs> for, for, for mm-hmm. progressive media, because they have nothing else mm-hmm. to talk about. But they they need trump to to still be in the narrative because he creates the he creates the uh dialectic right without trump yes. there's no dialectic so he has to stay in the narrative he has to continue to create conflict and build up that that uh polar polar opposite you know op- opposite team of uh, the conservatives quote unquote and of course they're playing they're equating that to white supremacy and their lumping christianity in there and i think unplugum is correct when he states how this is going to alienate everybody else and and draw people away from christianity based on this equation mm-hmm. of white supremacy mm-hmm. and you know hyper conservatism and they'll pile yeah. on that agenda because they've been pushing the love is love type thing as well forever yeah <laughs> Pope, right? So it's like, oh, hey, all love's love, right? It's, hey, Jesus is love, right? So so we know it's going to be multi, of course, agenda. Just adding that in, but go ahead. Yeah, we're in my view, it's like we are Icarus flying towards the sun. And it's it's just a matter of time until our wings, our wings melt and we tumble. I mean, the, the technology will be the end of mankind, I think. And when we look at Lucifer, when we look at Nimrod, when we look at the fallen angels, we see technology has always been the leading force. Um, when we look at when we look at Cain, uh, Cain slain, uh, he killed Abel with technology, with a piece of technology. And it's like uh, and then we look at all the myths, you know, Promethean and, and all the uh, Prometheus and all of these other, you know, uh, the, the Greeks, uh, hybris and hubris and all of this. It's, it's all the same story, really rebellion, rebellion against God and creating man or turning man in, into a God with his own technology. And that's all we're seeing Musk and Gates and all these other individuals do. They're just fulfilling these old plans. They're just fulfilling the Luciferian spirit. And in my view, that will be that, that will be what brings, at least that will be in my view, what, what kind of creates the situation where Christ, where Christ will have to return. And of course, I think this also speaks to the mark, right? And here's another one that it made me think of that at the end of I Pet Goat 2, they have the Jesus figure, which is the Antichrist, right? It's literally coming out of a, a canal, you know, being birthed, Antichrist coming in. Mm. As he's on his little rowboat, you see the Illuminati essentially being destroyed in the background. And then there was an iPet Goat 3. It was kind of a knockoff. Casey and I from Internet Stars talked about it. But even on that, it had a Jesus figure destroying the Illuminati and all this. So there's also that possibility of a play out to where it's going to get really dark. It obviously is right now under Biden. And then there'll be that savior. Maybe that's setting the stage for the AC. Or maybe it's like mm-hmm. a Trump thing, like y'all said, to just, <clears throat> in a sense, maybe it'd be God giving the world a reprieve. I don't know. Okay, I yeah. from that, but you see what I'm saying. Maybe a few more years for people to for the to hold it off. I don't know. 
you know, again, like we say, it's a movie and it's crazy. It's hard to predict sometimes, but perhaps there is, there is that maybe that will be that Trump coming back and then seeing them all go to prison. I'm just throwing out possibilities, right? Then how many of the world be, Oh my gosh. And you know, it's crazy about Trump again. And just be like, are you with me? Am I just rambling? Well, well, well no, it's, it, it is a very interesting concept to consider that, you know, the devil uh, repays his own by giving them a swift, a swift kick in the hind parts on the way out the door. And so you could see the Illuminati being sacrificed for a greater goal, or you could see certain key figures, let's say that, of the Illuminati, quote unquote, being sacrificed in order to make it appear that the hero has come in and got rid of the bad guys, you know, so, so to speak. But one, one thing is for certain, the most popular and important character in this film is not on, not on screen right now. He's got to come back. They have been programming us to like the villainous hero, at least since the dark night. Mm -hmm. If you notice count, countless movies, they have changed from the hero being this guy in a white hat who, you know, he's limited because he's the good guy and the good guy can't do certain things in order to vanquish the bad guy. So now in this generation, these kids don't like that type of hero. They have promoted this idea of the dark night type of hero, the villainous hero, the hero that will break the rules. You know, they've been uh, feeding us this propaganda from some for some time. You can even look at the cops shows and think of how many times ice T and them break the rules on uh law and order svu in order to catch the bad guys and we sit there and we applaud that they broke the rules and they went beyond the laws so they've been prepping us to ex to expect this villainous hero that is the last days and or that's the book of revelations final antichrist because the bible tells us all throughout there there will be many antichrists and we have seen many antichrists but the last days grand finale final scene of this movie antichrist has to accomplish certain things according to what the bible says and one of them is that he has to appear to bring peace in the land we don't see that yet we are still in the part of the movie that's very chaotic like mm. they said, there is a bit of a lull right now, but nobody has come in to, quote unquote, appear to bring that peace and that safety. in. And I think that the Donald's character or some other character, it may even be come out of the Ugandan giant, but some some character has to come in and bring that peace, according to the book that summarizes this movie that we're watching. <laughs> Excellent points. Oh, man. Spot on. Yeah. Can't, can't follow up that <laughs> no yeah that's that's yeah that's definitely there's a lot to, to take in i've even considered in some videos the alien programming going on and even the possibilities of the, of the blue beam type situation or maybe it being actual demonic entities coming down but but there has been a lot of programming like that i even have a clip it's hard to find, but I've, I've held it for years. It's, it's a UNICEF commercial, an old one. It's not the alien in the classroom. It's this tall, white alien kind of, you, you know, a, you could see through her type uh, ethereal being hanging out with Obama, and they're stopping tanks together. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, I've seen that one, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. And she's like, we've been here all along waiting and now is the moment. So who knows? It, <laughs> anything, right? I've been wondered, and this, I don't think this is, oh, yeah. but I'm saying, I've even wondered that what if a spaceship comes down and a character does come out and it looks like the Jesus image we've been given all of our lives, which <sighs> is really accurate anyway. So mm. he was an average looking man, right? But they have this beautiful long hair, right. you know, uh, but anyway, so you, you, what if that came out? What if someone who looked like that came out? Said, "I'm here," and you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I wonder. A I whole reversal of the childhood's end idea, like 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 in reverse, childhood's end, yeah. but in reverse, right? <laughs> yep. Maybe. I mean, I I even did a video a while back. I showed how in the last Spider-Man movie, the bad guy was a group of drones that could create holograms. They would create monsters destroying cities, but they were armed, so they were actually shooting these buildings and stuff and hurting people. And just part of that illusion. And then I showed how recently they've had all these new drones come out where they can create holograms and it's all getting really amazing. So, you know, fake news, fake sky, fake everything. You know, it really is very interesting. You know, we have to use our discernment and our, uh, you know, our logic, reason, common sense, critical thinking, everything. Just, just with every bit of news or footage we see, it seems. It's hard to believe and, and, in and, at this point. In yeah, yeah. See, at least. Go ahead, go ahead. But, but but you're right though that that is that's you know I think KJ that is the wild card variable, you know the 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 disclosure aspect. That's one thing that um, we haven't touched on at all during during this conversation that I think is going to figure very prominently and could very well be um, a key to facilitating the idea of bringing in the peace that the Bible says has to be brought in through the Antichrist, whoever. Mm -hmm that last day's figure may be, they're certainly going to work in conjunction with the aliens, kind of like that commercial that you talked about. <laughs> what y'all think about that? Oh, I think it's, uh, and uh, the programming's there. It's been there for a really long time. And speaking of the fallen angels, I'm working on a video now for YouTube, a narrative video. And it's all about uh, two or three movies I've seen recently and three movies, and all of them have to do with ways of bringing uh, the dwellers beneath up and into our reality, into us possession films. You know, I, I like, uh, I, I went to film school for horror and sci-fi to be a writer a writer director someday. So I used to write a lot of this stuff and I still keep up with some scary, scary movies, sci-fi movies. I was raised on it. I, mean, I was raised on church and horror and sci-fi. It's true. And, you know, my, my dad was religious about all of them. <laughs> so turned me into what I am now, but so I still watch some of it, but the trend the last few years is more and more about, there's a movie called Wounds, another movie about through the internet, letting demons into your life and things like this. So much of that stuff coming out right now. And a lot of movies about children interacting with demons in their closets and under, under their beds and things like this too. So, and that's just to me, a mirror of what's happening spiritually. And that's why we see this rise of just madness also. And, you know, people going crazy in the cities and, people hurting each other and hurting themselves. And it's just, that's the way I see it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. It seems to be in, in, in my view, I think, well, I could see it being communal, you know, as far as these so-called aliens or visitors or whatever they are entities, I, I can see them pulling off this kind of communal thing where they're not enemies. We shouldn't fear them. They actually want to, you know, befriend us or join us or, or they're, they're good. You know, there's going to be this sense of good because, People are so broken now, and especially given the situation, you know, all these external threats. What better than some savior, you know, uh, types of beings that can come and 
fix everything for us and give us their special technologies. It's just, it's just an idea, but it seems like it could easily make sense. And it's like they've been priming us with the opposite. They've been priming us with the Judgment Day and, you know, all of the yeah. scary alien movies, you know, to get us to fear aliens. So we have this kind of like cultural or culturally instilled fear of aliens. Yet when they actually come and we actually see them and find out that they're gentle, and, and and good we will cling to them in, maybe they'll yes. have the, not only in desperation but in relief it's true and maybe they'll have the final uh the scheme type situation for the populace you know what i mean the final v uh because the populace have been trained to a certain point maybe they come down and say this is it and that'll actually be the mark of the beast i mean mm -hmm. i don't know I'm a writer, guys. Okay. Very interesting. I've got an imagination no. up here, but I do wonder about these things. So who knows? You know, I'm not yeah. saying that's what's going to happen. It take Go ahead. Well, it, it takes that type of thinking. It it takes it takes a writer's mind and an abstract mind to think about you know where we are and where we're going because this is this is surreal and fantastic. And you know. The bottom line is we have to remember that the fallen angels set up technology in the beginning and as it was in the beginning, so should it be in the end. So in the end, those same fallen angels, I'm sure, would like to um, return to the stage in some way, shape or form, which is what disclosure ultimately has to be about, because there are no aliens, quote unquote, as much as there are these beings who have made some sort of deal with the powers that be to not just land in the middle of downtown Detroit or just park a spaceship on seven mile or, you know, in the middle of Times Square, they are making a deal that has to include, okay, we're going to stay covered until a particular time. We'll be seen here and there every now and then somebody get a blurry photograph of us, but we'll stay hidden until the particular time, the right time. So yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm looking for that part of the movie too. <laughs> really man hey there's an illuminati card for that so who knows you know a lot of that's been playing out even with the trump card right have you seen that mm -hmm. the enough is enough card yes, and sir. uh well then I'll, I'll go back real quick to you unplug him and i don't think we've talked much about this i'm curious uh lately is, is there any hollywood type magic you've been exposing in particular any tv shows movies you might want to discuss a little hmm let me see on the fly. Um, nothing is really jumping out at me as far as uh, one particular show, but something that I have noticed that uh, Hollywood is doing as far as, you know, we know that the devil is an equal opportunity destroyer. He's out to destroy us all, but he is also uh, in mockery of Christ. He understands how to be a good fisherman. And that means that he understands certain bait is required to catch at certain fish. So I've noticed that for the black community, he's been aiming a lot more supernatural programming where that was not Hollywood's uh, go-to maneuver when it came to the hood. They would generally put out hood movies or, you know, maybe they would put out some kind of um, uh, um, black romantic movies or something about the church, but you didn't find much in the realm of the supernatural. That has changed and it's changed dramatically there's a lot of supernatural programming based in the hood or you know having something to do with the hood the, the uh, jamie fox movie that he had the uh love lovecraft county um, oh yeah you know, from from the 
from the movie Get Out on down. There's been a lot oh, yeah, of this. Jordan Peele. Yeah. And, yes, yes. You know, and, and there's just generally been a lot of um, programming aimed at the black, quote unquote, the black community that is supernatural in nature. And I think that this goes along with the falling away of the church and specifically the foundational black church. The, the importance that the black church has had in American society is not in question historically, but it, 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 there's certainly been a great falling away. The black prosperity preachers have decimated the numbers of parishioners that used to be, um, dedicated to going to church in my community. Now you find more and more brothers and sisters and young brothers and sisters turning towards this African spirituality that's really based in the supernatural and, and their lack of understanding that, you know, ancestor worship is nothing but the worship of spirits. And, you know, there, there's a move, especially I've noticed in the black community to, to pull young people away from church. You know, you're even seeing a lot of the young rappers doing um, outwardly, overtly demonic and Luciferian things. And it's just not cool anymore to be associated with God in general, in society in general. But, you know, the devil understood that he had to really press down on that when it came to the black community. And Hollywood has been doing their part to do that. Do you see in, in the black community, do you see a trend with the little ones towards the trans type stuff? Because there's a lot of programming for that, you know? Not in, oh, I'd say, yeah. but only in very liberal areas. Okay. Yeah. I'd agree. You, I, I would agree go, with that. Right? Like when you would go into the more inner city areas or even more rural areas, you don't see any of that. At least not none of it. Yeah. yeah, none of it. Right. I mean, it's just unheard of. It just goes against all code and all cultural mores. Uh, you just don't. But when you go into the Berkeley's, when you go into the San Francisco's, when you go into the, the you know, parts of L.A., um, these these types are or um, Seattle, these these areas, you'll see more of it because these children are being indoctrinated by a certain type of parent that promotes this stuff and actually indoctrinates their children with this with this way way of seeing themselves but it's a rare thing in the black community even in that even in those areas you rarely will see black parents with their children involved in that but if you if you would it be in those areas i'd say probably only it's still pretty taboo in the which black is community. why Yes, with, with it very very taboo still, which is one reason why you got to put that push down on the on the more resistant part of the population. You know, it's not a you know it's not an unwise thing for the devil to do. So he's putting that that extra promotion in the in the places where it's needed more. So you're seeing these representations of this transformer agenda pushed toward the black community as well as the supernatural agenda pushed toward the black community because of, like they said, the, the different um, things that have been historically accepted there, you know, not saying that those things never existed, but as far as the, the community mindset was no, no, we don't play that type of stuff. So yes, there has been more of a push. I, I say in the past, 
three years, really an accelerated push to try to break that in the black community and even to put shame on black folks for having the old school way of saying, no, no, we don't rock like that. <laughs> yeah. And then you have you have the celebrities that make it even harder and worse of a situation like um, the the form or the heats the the heat uh, athlete. What's his name? Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. That's a perfect example. You know, it's that's not common. <laughs> OK, you will not see much of that at all in any black community, but it's just plastered all over media by these these out of touch celebrities just completely out of touch. You know, it's even with that, what I was asking earlier about, if you've seen that trend in the kids there, there is that trend with a lot of celebrities. You know, I go through news all the time. Yeah. That's what my shows are. Uh, and, and I, I find that trend over and over again about these big celebrities that, you know, are allowing their children six, seven years old to start dressing their opposite gender and thinking that they're the opposite gender and, they're feeding into that, you know, to these little ones, which is just one of the biggest shames ever. Any anytime it deals with the little ones, it just makes it a lot worse, you know. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The Baphomet agenda, in order for you to to create a society that is um, in alignment with the Baphomet idealism, you have to start them off as children. So celebrities played a role of. You know, they're called celebrities because we celebrate them like you celebrate a holiday. We idolize them. So they play the role of the the uh, uh, the idols, the gods that inspire their followers to do as they do. So, yes, they're they're the ones who are forced into that position or, you know, not forced because. Like you said, it's a free will game. Those are the ones who have something to gain if they will allow for themselves and their children to be poster childs for that agenda. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, a lot of them are probably in the club, you know, or uh, probably, you know, signed up with the Masons or whatnot on those kinds of levels when they get involved with some of this stuff. Um, what, like, I always think just about some of the different celebrities and I wonder about them. And sometimes they make it really clear. There's this one guy named Dave Batista. You know, who that is wrestler. The wrestler. Yeah. Used to be a wrestler. He's an actor. Now he's coming out in a new Dawn of the dead zombie movie. Of course I know about this stuff. I know you guys don't, but the thing about this guy is, uh, you know, he's really kind of a rising star, if you will, as they say. And, just about six months ago, he got a massive pyramid with an eye tattoo on his chest. And wow. he did started doing that. commercials, right? He's doing commercials yeah. showing it. And that made me think back to whenever this crown uh, virus first came out, Tom, Tom, uh, what's his name? Son came out, Tom Hanks. Remember on his Instagram saying, Hey man, my yes, parents sir. have got it right. Same Illuminati tattoo, but I just see those, you know, I, I connect the symbols and those trends. And again, that's why I realize what this is, you know, who's really in charge of this uh, whole situation right now. You know, the Illuminati, if you will, but the uh, higher level Masons, I always think it's a really mm -hmm. culmination of other secret side, secret societies as well. We know the Vatican's playing their role. Right. And many people believe that Trump was a part of that with the Vatican. What do you think about that? That's hard to prove. But yeah, you'd be surprised. You know, we. I, I agree with you. This is all about brotherhoods, secret orders that go all the way back to the ancient mystery schools. You know, I'm talking 
Babylon, you know, the Zor Zoros how do you pronounce it? Uh, uh, Zor Zoroastrian. Zoroastrians, uh, uh Sabatian Frankists, the Mithraism, um, and, and all the way into, you know, Rosicrucianism, which, which you know, uh, masonry comes out of all of these schools. So it's just a continuation of all of these things. We, we also have the, you know, the, the uh, Venice, right? You know, the bloodlines of Venice. I mean, it's very interesting when you look at it from that level. But it's these, I, I believe these groups now are working in an area that we'll never really be able to discover or prove. They're in the shadows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's clear they're at work here, man. This this is uh, deep stuff. Hey, let me ask and, both and, of you guys. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brother Theo. Then I'll ask you this question. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I just wanted to add that, that yeah, yes. we can point. We can um, connect the Donald to um, to the um, uh, to the Jesuits through the Wharton School. And also we can connect it to, to the Zionists. Yeah. You know, right. so but but time. you don't you, you you can be a Freemason and not be listed in the roles. That's sure. That's well known. But um, yep. we we know that you can't be a big dog in real estate in New York City <laughs> and a big dog in politics without being in one of the many brotherhoods. That's yep. that's just common sense. I look mm -hmm. at Trump as being on the lower level, on the managerial level. I'm talking like mob ties and and right. I can big, see that big business secret orders. Um, I don't. I I just don't consider him high level. I think anybody that plays these front roles, like presidency and stuff like that, they're they're outer they're outer layer. These these are the guys that they put out in front of us to to you know motivate and influence and create human action i don't think any of these right. individuals that we actually see are deep level they're just they're just right. surface players yeah mm -hmm. if you guys don't mind i saw somebody earlier in chat ask that i hadn't even thought to ask this and i am curious about your thoughts they wanted me to ask you guys and uh, either one of y'all could just start off what are your thoughts on the whole bl plus m thing happening the whole deal what are your feelings about that if you don't mind you want to start that one off, brother? Uh, sure, I I can. Um, well, you know, I um, I I understand it on two levels. I understand it on the political level in that it is an operative an operative group. Like I said earlier, as all uh, extremist groups are operative groups, and I understand it to be a group that is not. Uh, one built upon the foundations that my community upholds as in family and um, it's a group founded and headed by uh, two black les women and their agenda very clearly stated on their website is to destroy the family unit as we know it. I, I see them to be Luciferian, again, as an organization. But like everything else in this hermetic magic system that we live in, there's always a, a double cross in effect. And the double cross in effect is that the, the devil's intent was to get non-black people to resent black people and to lump 
all black folks who would say that the lives of black people matter <laughs> into this particular political group. George Soros created lesbian created group. One um, that again is an is an alphabet boy operative group used to create chaos, the very same chaos to order agenda that we've been talking about all night. They were used to facilitate that on the left side. There are groups used to facilitate that on the right as well. But but what I find to be most fascinating about this particular group is that it accomplished not only a left versus right um, conflict, you know, that we saw come to a head this summer, but it also accomplished a great deal of, uh, of it, it helped to increase resentment against the black community. It helped to, to create denial by some who were aware that, hey, this is a fake group. So the plight of black folks is fake, you know, and that that mm -hmm. was a very unique double cross that was achieved through the devils using black folks as the as the scapegoat for this particular group that every time I saw them, there were white people in control of them. And me being from one of the blackest cities in America, never seen them in the hood, never had no reports of them in the hood. They don't come across eight mile. They have not been seen where black folks live. So, mm -hmm. so it's all a big farce, you know, and black people understand that. However, again, it's a way to kind of, you know, like, I heard that they were training white people to be less white. If I was a white man, that would, in, just by nature, that would increase resentment in me toward black folks and not want to hear none about y'all plight and y'all stop crying and bitching and complaining. Uh, black lives don't matter and blah, blah, blah. So that's mm. the trick of it. And I don't think that's stated enough. You know, all of us understand that this is a George Soros produced group, blah, blah, blah. But the idea that black lives do matter is one that the devil wants people to scoff at and he <laughs> uses this group to facilitate that and that's just so deep to me <laughs> dang well man well why said. is yeah why is man huh sorry days go ahead yeah Love i could add a little bit to that that's why i wanted him to lead because i knew he would kill it <laughs> um, yeah to add to that I, i'd say it's very similar actually when we look at how christianity you know, the, the baby in the bathwater situation. Christianity is being thrown out and in, in by those feeling alienated because it's being equated to white supremacy, just like there black, just like black issues are being thrown out because they're being equated with um very this this hyper extremism of BLM. Right. So now alienated people are throwing away uh, an entire faith because of so-called white supremacy, but now um whites specifically and even um other non-whites or should we say non-blacks are throwing out the whole historical evidence of oppression and, and different types of uh, social engineering that the black population has, has suffered for generations throwing all of those issues out because those issues are now under the umbrella of this extreme group called blm and i think that's the biggest issue it's not that there aren't issues that need to be addressed of course we do understand there are many issues in the black community and the, the frustrating part is the whole the the entire movement just the name alone black lives matter what it does is it sets you up for failure especially when you consider that there are so many 
internal in, in interco intracultural deaths, right? So there, there, there is already an issue with lives within the group. So it's kind of set you up for failure because the first thing someone's going to say is, well, if black lives matter, why is this happening in your community so much and no one's doing anything about it? That shouldn't really be the issue. There's a deeper issue. And these issues are being covered up because everybody's bickering over the surface stuff that has been created by the dialectic. But in fact, it's interesting because who do you see pushing this movement? It's progressive hyperliberalism, right? Now, they their their remedies are all false. Their remedies are all counterproductive. Things like, um, you know, changing curriculum in schools, making it pretty much just you don't even have to try hard to make it anywhere based on your your race. Uh, it's this way of like giving things that really, in a sense, dehumanize people and it turns people into into projects right this is we could look at the whole fdr and the the great or the lbj's great society we could look at all of these different programs welfare all of these things have really damaged the black community over the generations now this isn't to say that certain types of social programs are needed to bring certain groups up out of you know, situations of poverty, out of situations of ignorance, but they've never been done right. And there's so much good literature out there that explains this. And really the whole thing, and really the whole thing has been, we're, we're attacking the issues from the wrong angle. Really, we need to come back to the family. The family's the number one thing. When you look at BLM, what was the first thing they wanted to do? Destroy, Destroy the family. The family. So yeah, it's, it's clear what this is, but this BLM and, and the whole progressive movement that anything you see on CNN, <clears throat> mm -hmm. even back to Kenzie, it makes me think of Kenzie destroying the family. There we go. Right. This goes all the way back to Frankfurt School. It goes all the way back to even the, the beat generation and all of these poets and artists pushing all of the hyper liberalism. You got the counterculture that was just the worst thing for a black population that needs to develop to just start partying and doing drugs and having sex. <laughs> the worst thing you need. You know, but this is how it works out. And basically, it's everything you're seeing in the progressive movement is hyperliberalism, all this leftist, all these different um, organizations that are pushing all these initiatives. They're all counterproductive to black development. They're absolutely counterproductive and contradict what black people actually need in this world and or at least in, in this society. And overall, I'd say that this has nothing to do with actual black populations black this is people. This, not black at people, all not at all it has nothing to do with it so when people talk about blm it's like if you really want to know what you're talking about if you want to come from a, an educated position you would understand that they have nothing to do with each other that being actual black people in the real world and this blm movement mind you there are many individuals that are ignorant and uneducated that fall into the paradigm fall into the dialectic and act out and get ignorant it happens mm -hmm. People buy into it and they start to, you know, pull the card in every given situation. Some people are emotionally immature. Some people, you know, arrested development. It's a real thing. You know, we can't blame the actions of individ individuals, but we can't take the actions of individuals and color a whole entire population and, and demographic of people with it. Well, definitely, because I've shown videos of the BLM type groups running around, you know, half the time more than half the people that are there are young white kids you know <laughs> it really is and i mean i've seen it over and over again so you can't classify it as just this or that and it's always mixed but yeah a lot of times but even them a lot of these kids it's like you know the whole saying if if you're not a liberal is when you're young you have no heart if you're not a conservative when you're old you have no brain i guess that's the one thing but not that's to right. divide it yeah 
you know, not to divide it back into that, but uh, we all have, but some of them have their hearts right, but still, to me, it's programming. A lot of these people are programmed, and this is a generation, the first generation of uh, Common Core, really, over the last 10 years. Am I wrong on that? But I start kind of connecting it like this, so it's almost like this brew is perfect for this time. Now you got locked down, you got people losing their jobs, young people running through the streets with nothing to do. Am am I right? You are. And, and and, And it's also a stupid name. You know, it's a dumb name and it's a name that is designed to cause knee jerk reaction. Like just like black entertainment television caused the knee jerk reaction from from the triggered and ignorant to say, well, how come there's not a white entertainment television? Black Lives Matter causes a triggering knee jerk reaction of, well, white lives matter, too. And so then we end up in an argument. So like. Even the name is designed in a mind control, hermetic inversion, magic type of way to create division. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when I think about the fact that it's people who are confused, who are behind it, even if it were well intended. And I don't believe it to be well intended. I believe that it is it's its goal. The goal of the organization is to create division. Now. It is not only creating division among black folks and white folks, it's creating division among black folks. They're, most black folks who are conscious and intelligent don't roll with that group. But you have to separate the group from the idea and why there is a black entertainment television and why there is a black history month. Rather than just say, oh, it's black history month, then you create the opposite in somebody who, who they get triggered and say, well, what about white history? So instead of having these names that create division and, you know, uh, um, an automatic debate or an automatic sense of us versus them, really get into the finer points as Days was doing of, okay, what needs to be done in the black community? And, Mm -hmm. And do we have to go to another community and tell them anything about what we need to do in our own community? Is, (laughs) is that, is that even wise? Mm. You know, Mm. so, you know, there, there's a there's a lot of uh, nuances to it, and I'm I'm going to do a show on it. I would love if I could get you gentlemen uh, on my channel to do a show where we talk more in depth about be honored race. Yes, yeah, we've been talking about yeah. this, and we're definitely going to be doing that. We this is important right now because this is going to be one of the main weapons used to bring down society, or at least to cull society and kind of turn us into these malleable, you know, uh, like robots in a sense where we split up into tribes and want to fight each other and then they come in and save the day to add to that your point this is an example one of the things that they're really pushing right now is affirmative action right now affirmative action whatever people think about it the problem with this whole thing is is you 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 think that the american education system (laughs) is something that's going to help this population you think that, hey, we're going to give you free school or we're going to let you come into our schools and you're not going to have to worry about, you know, competing with anybody. Well, the schools are horrible. The entire system is corrupt. Right. The, just the, the whole the 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 whole organized education compulsory system, hyper liberal progressive education is flawed. So really, it's just brainwashing. So you're giving us free brainwashing. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. So I just I think that as being one of the th- big things they're pushing 
is is ridiculous. And reparations, that's something completely different. I see repar reparations being formed in, a, in a, a different way, not necessarily in payments, but there there should be forms of reparations, but not in not in the way that the liberal left right. is pushing. Right. Extreme. They're, they're, it's all extreme. Right. It's like it's, doesn't it's have to be so extreme. And when you look at the civil rights movement, when you look at a lot of these different so-called black movements, they're not started by black people. They're not. The organizations were never brought together by black people. The ideas weren't formed through black people. Many times they were formed through through, through different groups that we won't really get into here. But <laughs> anyhow, it's 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 really always kind of been a, a, a program provided. And there are issues. There are race mm -hmm. issues. This country was built on race. This race as a thing came out of the Americas. So mm -hmm. how, how can we even consider the fact that this wouldn't be an everlasting conflict within? Mm -hmm. It has mm -hmm. to be addressed. There's many things that haven't been discussed, many wounds that have, you know, kind of never really healed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's all kinds of deep-rooted, deep-seated things, conflicts that have never been resolved. It's like being in a relationship and you got all these issues and you guys never talk and you're just going to constantly have all this anxiety and apprehension, right? It's just yes, never going to leave you, you know? Yes, sir. And, and let something go wrong. All of that's going to come out. That's right, because the it was never dealt with. The roof is going to blow. The roof's blowing. Mm -hmm. The roof is and, blowing. And, and, and pride, pride is never the solution, but neither is denial. And, and yes, it's good to have dialogue, especially Christian dialogue, because if the church can't walk together and agree according to Amos 3 and 3, then, you know, we can't expect the world to. So, yes, you know, as as Christians, it's important that we uh, iron out these wrinkly subjects, you know, and not not just throw them in the back of the closet, you know, in, in a in a in a in an attempt to uh, comfort ourselves from any discomfort that may come from having these type of conversations. Sometimes folks just want to say, well, you know, they want to kind of summarize it as something that it's not and out of the spirit of denial, throw it to the side. But, you know, I, I even appreciate you asking those questions um, on this forum, brother KJ. And yes, I would be honored if you and good brother days would indeed, um, uh, like to extend that conversation, uh, you know, at another time on 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 my platform or you guys' platform, up, however. But but Anytime. this conversation needs to be had. Yeah, I'd love it. Any you name it, we'll talk after anytime. Oh yeah, man, it'd be fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's needed too. Yeah, yeah, it's God. It's yeah, it certainly is. You're right. I and mean, so so often we forget. Again, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and even I'll get mad at comments from, uh, you know, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, maybe just from, you know, they're attacking you, they're coming at you whatever way, but I have to try to keep in mind if they're really who they are, say they are in their YouTube channel, who, who the heck knows, you know, a lot of these channels will have the Jesus picture and the scriptures, but they'll come at you sideways, you know, so instead of me getting mad, I have to work on just forgiving and forgetting, you know, you can always block them. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure you guys deal with your share of some of that madness on YouTube sometimes. And it's, I, I believe it's a lot of different kind of strange psyops that take place in the comment sections. It's been going on for years. Uh, I would find these strange trends, you know, and OK, here's one for you. Maybe you guys had seen this one. And, and I mean, I would see it for six months, you know, just in different videos all the time. Same same thing. It'd always be something like KJ sounds unwell. 
you know, stuff like that. Or he doesn't sound <laughs> healthy anymore. <laughs> right, that's right. You see? Yes, you sir. See? Uh-huh. KJ, yeah. KJ seems off. Questioning your mind. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. right. Which, is, which is like, that's like, that's, that's, that's truth or discrediting 101. Okay. <laughs> You know, you let's yep. let's make everybody wonder if his mind is right. Okay. You know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's one. I'll throw this one at you. This is a really fun way back fact. So, you know, when I first woke up, I was still living in LA. I made my movie, the scariest movie ever made, just before I moved to Austin, Texas. And right after I made it, for a couple of years before I made it, I was researching all this stuff. I was sharing other people's videos and documentaries and all that for a couple of years. Then I started doing my own thing. But right after I made the movie, somebody hacked my email. It's the same email I'd had all the way since I was in the military. I had it for years. And they hacked it. I couldn't get in. And they, when I finally got back into it, they had sent mass messages to every contact I had. This is every person I ever worked with in, out in Hollywood for years and television and stuff like this. Friends in the military. And the headline to all of the messages was, was stuff like, I just get out of the hospital and I'm, I'm thinking much clearer. You know, things like this. I'm not even joking. I talked about this in shows years ago. It was madness. So that was my first taste. And this is after I made my first movie. I was getting out there. I was pushing it a lot. And maybe that had something to do with my first big attack. You know, it's strange, man. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it's the internet, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's the internet. It's the world wide web. So what this does is this increases the opportunity of trouble, right? This exponentially. So this this creates an environment where a lot more negative things can happen opposed to otherwise, say in the real world. So it just comes with the territory, especially when you have a large, large uh, audience, you know, and studies show this, that a lot of Un, let's let's just say people that aren't very well spend a lot of time on the internet and we run into those types of individuals probably regularly and we might not even know that that we're you know these individuals are are watching or listening but this is just the internet and it's the world and it's and it's an unfortunate thing but it's it's really horrible when things like that happen to you you know like comments well, are one thing but when when they start playing around on that level that's extremely disturbing you know, yeah, yeah, man is falling. Yeah, well, yeah, you take it in stride. You know what I mean? We've we've all taken our lumps doing this kind of stuff, and you just have to take it in the right perspective and realize that if everybody loved you and everything was gravy all the time, you know, you'd probably be doing something wrong. I'd <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be, really be awful suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So <laughs> you better have some hurdles to jump over doing this kind of thing. But uh, we've all had that. And it means that you're effective too, KJ. Yeah, I you know, think the, so. Thanks. The, yes. The devil does not mess with people. He ain't worried about messing with him. So you know, you're messing with with him. You're messing with his forces. You are helping to bring people into understanding of what he's doing, and he likes to work in the darkness. So of course, he's going to do certain things. And and you know, I'm gonna tell you this too, just just, just real quick. There's ghosts in the machine. You know. Uh, yeah. The the strangest thing that I have in, or, or the strangest things I have encountered uh, center around the idea that it's not just alphabet boys sitting here listening in to us. It's not just uh, uh, government paid trolls. It's not just algorithmic things that they do that, you know, trigger if you say certain words. 
there's a spiritual component. I first learned this when Brother Charles and I were in Alabama. We went around the area that was historically known for uh, civil rights in Birmingham, the downtown area. And we were praying over different parts of that segment of the community. I happened to notice on top of the electric building, there was this golden statue as we was driving by. And I looked and I was like, who is that on top of the building? Looked it up on the internet and it's there's a there's an Electra statue on the top of Birmingham Electric Building, uh, Birmingham Power, I think it was called. And I was like, wow, I was like, you know, <laughs> we need to bind, bind that up and cast that down. So we walked around the building. We circled around several times. We prayed. We asked the Lord, bind it up and cast it down. Then went inside the building and there was a whole display about Electra and how Electra was the patron spirit of Birmingham Electric. And so we bound that up. Went back to the hotel room, motel room, and within, I, I, I kid you not, bro, I don't believe in coincidences. Within mm. an hour's time, I received a notification from YouTube. Your Electra video or your video on Electra has received a copyright strike and, and is being blocked for copyright violations. That video I did called Electra was at least two years old. Mm. Oh, so man. there was... There was a direct result, and, and, and I got no other copyright strikes that day, no other notifications from YouTube that day. And this was in the evening time, now, after we had been out here all day praying and binding up Electra, get home, and within an hour's <laughs> time, YouTube sends us a notification saying that the Electra video that I did had been blocked. So this told me that there's a spiritual component to this they tube thing, oh, sure. you know, to yeah. where, you know, watching watching spirits and retaliating spirits reporting spirits so there's that part so yeah you know you're working on the side for god the devil's gonna show his face from time to time yeah that's a great point what do you think about that Dave? i agree i mean it's clear I, I think we have all the evidence of these things i mean we've experienced it firsthand uh makes total sense you know that's that's the thing about the, just this whole type of technology and, and the way it, it communicates. You know, it's clear that this is working on many levels. It's metaphysical, right? Do you think that yes, this? Uh, do you think that the whole uh, V thing that's happening right now is going to lead to that Mark of the Beast technology thing? And how long do you think that's going to be? Just your thoughts. We've been talking about this, man. We spent a lot of time, me and Brother Theo, on our technology show talking about this. And, you know, it's it's a very controversial issue. It's it's a big debate. Um, I try not to be too sure about any of it, really, because we don't know. But it definitely seems to be opening up things. It, it seems to be a precursor for sure for this type of uh, uh, mark. In my view, it's it's just obvious. I mean, implantables alone says plenty for me, and that's right around the corner. This type of technology is already actually complete. It just hasn't necessarily been commercially uh, released. Have you imagined any kind of a plan for yourself if it goes bad? You know, have you ever tried to project that potential situation because it is a possibility, and yeah. what you might do or react? I'm I'm putting it all on the Lord. Really, that's a good I mean, answer. That's it. Yeah, that's good. What do you? Anything on that, brother Theo? Do you? 
you ever think about, you know, getting set up for, uh, in fact, I'm curious, let's throw this one out there because I've, I've talked about this subject in the past and I'm right in the middle. I pray for both of these things, but what are y'all's thoughts on the, you know, the harpazo, the catching away? And uh, is that going to be before, you know, as everything is going down, is it going to be after, what, do you guys have thoughts on that unplugging? Do you want to lead with that? Well, Lord, I ask that you guide my tongue, my mind, and my heart. Well, you know, um, firstly, I do believe that this shot is facilitating, setting us up, preparing us for the biblical Revelation 13 mark. But it is, as present, not the biblical Revelation 13 mark. And as far as pre and post rapture or how much tribulation really the question is basically how much tribulation do I see us having to undergo uh, before it, it's time to go. And, you know, according to what I read in the scripture, we're going to see a lot more tribulation. There's going to be much more trouble before we can get out of here. I know that it is, it is a more comfortable position. And among elders, I've noticed it's a more popular position to say that we're going to be taken away from here before it gets too bad. I am prepared. My mind is prepared for the guillotine. Me too. Go ahead. That's good. I'm, I'm ready for both. Go ahead. Likewise, I in my position, um, I won't necessarily get into my personal view on, on the scripture. As far well as far as scripture is concerned, but I I will just put it this way: um, I'm expecting the worst, but I'm praying for the best. There you go. <laughs> That's a good answer. Well, Very hey well fellas, we, yes. Hey, uh, we've been going a couple hours. I didn't even uh, ever give you guys a time limit or anything, but uh, but I'm glad y'all are hanging with me this long. First off, and I really appreciate you. It's an honor to have you guys here, and be you know. Not to rush, but because we can just kind of drift on whatever subject. But before we go, is there any one specific subject either one of you want to kind of get into before we go and just kind of talk openly about anything on your mind? Uh, days? Mm, I'm just ready to flow where you want to flow, man. I mean, yeah, I don't have anything specific. That's all right. Dave, yeah. or, uh, I'm Mr., or I'm Mr. Unplug him. Brother Theo? <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with whatever you brothers say. Um you know, and let us all be on one accord. You know, I do think that maybe the listeners might want to hear our take on this mass ritual that we're all partaking in uh, together Definitely. collectively. You know? Yeah, I mean, if you want to go with that, then, then uh, Daze, your thoughts on that. But go ahead. I'd love to hear this. Sure. Well, you know, it's interesting that um, part of the or a key part of the Masonic ritual, at least the uh, lower degree ritual, it, the beginning is to bam, uh, pardon me, is to hoodwink you, is the uh, uh, placing upon the head of a sack or something to obstruct one's vision. And this wearing of the mask, uh, it, it feels very much like that. But the wearing of the mask is also very hermetic, as we've talked about Hermes and Hermes's connection to the trump card of the joker the joker being the trickster the the trickster and the joker and, and hermes also being expressed astrologically as gemini 
whose symbols happen to be the two masks. And although I don't prescribe um, to, astro to astrology, the astrotheists behind the Brotherhood orders do. And it is interesting that not only was the Trump card placed as the president, the Trump card being the Joker, the Joker being Hermes, but also Hermes being Gemini and the Donald himself being born under the sign of Gemini, the twins and duality, this creation of a double U or a new U, a doppelganger, if you will. It's really the basis of the ritual the brotherhood ritual, the blindfolding and the taking you through the ritual after which you are a new man. So in order to have a new world order, you have to have a new citizen. The, so we are being taken through a ritual that the powers that be expect once we get to the other side of the ritual, we will be new beings. Part of that ritual is and I've never said this before, so I got to say this for folks who don't understand when I say that the vax as present cannot be Revelation 13, Mark of the Beast, that that it is without a doubt a way to or, or, or another way to ensure that you become a new you, even to the genetic level, according to research anyway, once you come out this ritual. So we're going through a mass ritual that is designed to create a new you, just like the entertainers go through, the MK Ultra victims go through, where they are given another personality or through trauma-based mind control, they open themselves up to a spirit that becomes a part of them, another part of them. And this is what we're all undergoing, some of us, you know, wittingly and knowingly undergoing it and others unwittingly, but it's what we're all experiencing right now. What a time to be alive. Amen. Yeah, it's a lot. I love it. <laughs> Days. Yeah, I agree. I, this definitely is a mass ritual. Um, it's affecting us on multiple levels. I think uh, Brother Theo really laid out the spiritual level there as well as this, this new biological level. Uh, to add to that, I mean, socio-culturally, um, politically, we're being kind of reshaped, right? And we're being reshaped through trauma, of course, but it's also a, a type of traumatic ritual, right? Where we're being, or it's, it's alchemic, right? We're being smashed together and to produce this new form, right? And so basically we have, I, I call it exploiting the extremes to standardize the middle so what they're doing is they're exploiting the extremes of the left and the right right they're exploiting this hyper political neoliberal type of culture given uh through the progressive movement then we have this so-called alternative right white supremacist thing right so we have these two extremes but really they're trying they're going to eliminate both of those sides eventually because in my view, they don't want politics. They don't want you to be political. They don't want you to be intelligent. They don't want you to know things. They don't. They don't want you to know God, right? They don't. They don't know yeah. you. They don't want you to know how things work. They don't want you to have an opinion outside of the propaganda or the status quo or whatever they supply. So of course they're going to eventually sacrifice, and they sacrifice their own. We understand the Ouroboros, and we understand how Satan works. 
they're going to sacrifice the left and the right to bring in to standardize the middle, which will be this dull drone like, um, very robotic machine like population of global citizens who will acquiesce to be um, immunized, who will acquiesce to not travel, right? And stay in certain quarters, acquiesce to all of these different things. And from there we have, okay, so we have the political there and then we have the environmental, right? So they're changing, they're, they're changing the environment. Uh, this is another part of the transition. So we're transitioning culturally, politically, and socially, and we're transitioning environmentally by creating this new smart state, right? Where everything is going to be synthetic. It's going to be like part nature, part machine. And so are we, we're going to be part nature, part machine. And I think that speaks to the biological component where we have this jab situation that that's literally playing with DNA. So they're going to change us biologically, change us culturally and change our environment around us at the same time. And this whole thing is somewhat of a ritual, this kind of like utopian guy in ritual that's rooted in scientism, right? This is all rooted in a type of science worship, technological worship that I think comes out of uh, Solomon's house of Francis Bacon, which influenced the Royal Society, which is where we get this scientific kind of uh, machine, right? This the scientific elite, right? Mm -hmm. So they're running this whole thing through the Luciferian spirit. And the main source of control, of course, fear and anxiety on an individual and collective level, but more importantly, uh, medical authoritarianism is, is this new form of uh, full spectrum dom dominance in cahoots or or coupled with environmental control through climate change propaganda. So Agenda 21 is not just about climate change, but it's also about biological, biometric implement, implement, implementing and uh, just this medical authoritarianism. So they will eventually be able to supply a type of mark or the actual mark through whatever is the result of this ritual. Because the result of this ritual, as, as Brother Theo said, is to change you into a new you and eventually a new us. And that's when everything can really be rolled out. But yeah. first, you got to get through this ritual. <clears throat> yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, oh, it's interesting how, how it's all inverted, too, because I'll find a new story every week from Dr. Fauci, and uh, it's something new. It's like now it's four masks. Uh, now after you get your second <laughs> dose, <laughs> after you get your second dose, uh, you can't, you still can't go to the movies or restaurants, you know, uh, things like this. And it's just, so that's nonstop. And then on top of that, they're even in, the whole thing is inverted with this green movement. And then can, they're always pushing that global warming lie. I've covered that in some videos throughout the years, but they're, they're pushing that on one hand, yet the South and the Midwest just got the worst snowstorm in history, in their history. And my pipes just unfroze recently, you know, a few days back. So what's that all about? You know, where's the global warming now? Um, so, yeah, you know right. I mean? right. It's the weather wars again, but it's all inverted. It really is. It's fascinating. Isn't it interesting how it's this, all of this is about, it's supposed to be about saving humanity and saving the earth yet. Through all of this, both are being destroyed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is. I mean, I'm finding new videos every, every, I'm sorry. Speaking to the idea of inverted, it's totally inverted. They're trying to tell you, oh, it's about your health. It's about your safety. It's about us. Oh, it's about the environment. We're going to make everything sustainable. Yet at the same time, they're destroying humanity and they're uprooting nature. Inverted. Yeah, it's true. And I always try to remember 
the spirit behind all this, it's the same one that's residing in all these people pushing all these crazy agendas and everything else they're doing out there. But it's come just for one of three things to steal, kill, and destroy. That's it. And we're watching it. it. And I agree they're, they're they'll throw their own under the bus. It reminds me of those three letters, three world wars from Albert Pike. I don't know how true that was. A lot of people said it's debunked and then some people believe it's real, but Either way, the information was accurate, and the third world war they were talking about is kind of what's happening now. They'll unleash the nihilists on the Christians, and you know they believe that the nihilists eventually would win, or maybe the Christians, you know, the nihilists would win, and the atheists, and then they would wipe them out too because they wouldn't be subservient to their god Lucifer, right? So, who knows? <laughs> well, Just well said. Well said. Mm-hmm. And and and. You know, I've noticed too that they've they've debunked a lot of things that we used to just know as truthers, and you know, that's that's been another result of people getting their information primarily from the web, from the net. You know, yeah. um, that a lot of things that you know we knew and that we read as truthers. Now, if you go online, Snopes have <laughs> has told you that these things are no oh, longer yeah. true. But the world around you tells you that, well, yeah, these things were definitely right on point. Um, and, and then to the point of the ritual, you know, in, in the in the um, fraternities and sororities, there's this term of going across or being taken across the burning sands. Perhaps the weather wars or what we've been experiencing, is, especially in the southwest and the, and the south and the midwest, is that as opposed, you know, hermetically, as opposed to being taken across the burning sands, we were being taken across the freezing snow, you know, the dark winter, instead of the light of the sun and the burning sand, we're experiencing the dark, the darkness and the cold of the winter. But either way, it is, it, it's the same conditioning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was definitely a lot of that programming of the dark winter coming Biden mentioned. And then, then there was the build back better, which is interesting. Another part of it. And uh, which we haven't seen that event yet, I'm sure. But um, yeah, so much programming with, with him and all of that. Anyway, it's interesting. Go ahead. Sorry. It's interesting how the whole, pretty much the entire earth is, is down with this thing. We hear the build back better being repeated all over the place in different countries and it just shows that this is this is the program the build back better the great reset the the green new deal all of these things are just different terms to describe the initiatives of agenda 21 which really is about destroying humanity turning humanity into a machine a type of machine or more of a machine should i say because we're already there that's the thing this isn't coming we're here uh artificial intelligence which is really just machine learning it's not intelligent at all um, is pretty much running most industries right now the majority of our infrastructure is ran through different forms of machine learning and so-called artificial intelligence so we're already there we're already behaving as if we were machines my my view what i like to how i like to look at it is we are the artificial intelligence now because um, we get what we know from these algorithms. And in many cases, especially those that are what some would call normies or individuals who don't do any type of reading or research, who just kind of take the mainstream media for gospel, these types are the artificial intelligence because everything they know has been generated through some form of algorithm. And mm. their intelligence is not organic or authentic from themselves in their own minds, in their own thoughts, in their, in their own reasoning. 
an, an organization of, of cognition and none of none of that is their own it's it's all been gleaned through these generated uh algorithmic codes of information like I've, I've said recently social media is not about communication at all because we don't communicate we're completely dissociated from each other when we're when, when we are so-called communicating it's about moving information that's all it's always been about that's what, as i yeah. when i started this idea of youtube it was about training algorithms it was about training artificial intelligence so-called it was about creating massive data sets big data right it was all about creating these different information bases that they can learn how to move around that's all these companies do is move information they don't create relationships they don't broaden communication real communication in fact it negates communication it negates human relation and it just yeah. It produces information on a mass scale that creates info glut, which pretty much is sensory overload. We can't handle all of this information. You're it's given all this information. You could never see it all. You could never experience it all, but you'll try. And in that pursuit, you'll lose yourself, your mind, and of course, I'd say your soul. <laughs> That's a great point. I want to throw this in there too. It reminds me of... Um, as humans are acting more, of course, like robots, I've talked about this in many videos over the years, but I, I believe they're preparing us also for a post-human existence. And that's with the rise of the robots, the rise of the machines. We're seeing it more and more. And we see now more and more people falling out of work. And uh, I find stories every week about a new company uh, building a bunch of robots to do this or to do that. Uh, they already have, I saw a video of this recently, a few weeks back, DARPA have one of those dogs, right, that they've created, the little cute little yellow robot dog patrolling New York. Just randomly, yeah. people were filming it. You know, so that, right? It's interesting. I see that as just, you know, the cage is closing. Uh, for so long, I had fantasized about doing RV living and really just getting out of the road. But it's, it's almost like even now you couldn't if you wanted to. Because, I mean, it's, there's people where I live near me that I care a lot about, of course. And But now is not the right time because they're already talking about if you don't have the V pretty soon, you won't be able to leave your state or maybe a certain amount of states that might be when they, they uh, bring in the FEMA regions, if you will, there's 13 of them. So maybe that's when those are activated, but they're already talking more about a lockdown on this lockdown on that. And I just see the bars closing in. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to be paranoid and bum people out, you know, but that that's what it is. I mean, we see it happening. It's, it's fascinating. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. But I do too. I've had my eyes on Boston Dynamic for quite some time. Boston Dynamics and the uh, uh, robots that they have paraded in front of the world. And, you know, my only, you know, which I'm not so concerned about. I understand the iRobot, you know, the Isaac Asimov point of view about robots. And I, I understand the, the singularity and the technocracy ideas and all of that. But I wonder how far off is it, you know, that we'll see Boston Dynamics type robots actually walking around and, 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 and patrolling. But like you said, they they did roll out at least one or two in, mm -hmm. in New York City. So, yeah. I mean, you know, all all possible dealers. scenarios. <laughs> I hope so, too, man, because some of those robots, you know, I mean, they've got to blow up. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, some, some some of those robots do look like um you know, they'll there'll be a lot of trouble to try to deal with, um, even if you're off yeah. the grid, quote, right? Yeah, it seems like that with drones and 
again, that's it's not just imagination, but I've always said we really are living in a movie of you know, we all say that we see it and uh, it's becoming more and more like a just a crazy sci-fi horror film. And there's villains, you know, who are in charge. You know, you get little Billy, you know, who's taking over all these industries and all these crazy things and get these technocrats running everything and the AI coming on. It's just it's interesting, man. It really is. I mean, you couldn't write this stuff, you know, <laughs> so we get to live in it. Right. Uh, Revenge of the nerds for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For real. Exactly. I mean, the, the robots are creepy and the, my, I see it this way. I think it will take some time, you know, cause we're discussing this idea of, you know, how long could it be before we start seeing these things regularly? And, and I think, I think Theo would agree. It's it's going to take some time. It's not going to be as soon as people think. And I'll give my reason, or at least one reason why I think that. There's a concept called the uncanny valley, and it, what the uncanny the uncanny valley concept describes the the degree to which one has a type of aversion or negative emotional response to some type of machine or technology because it resembles humanity right so it's like the uncanny valleys when you see something that looks human but you know it's not human for instance when children interact or when young people interact with a with an android that's kind of like a humanoid kind of talks and moves and makes expressions there's going to be this weird feeling they have towards it because they're going to be like you know you're acting human but i know you're not human and it's this aversion it's this it's just innate human thing right this mm -hmm. is just part of us. So I believe the uncanny valley is important because as long as the uncanny valley is relevant, it's going to take time for people to get used to being around robots. I don't think we're going to accept it on a, on a mass scale. And I don't think they would force it on society that way because, of course, the, this, the majority would reject it and that would create conflict. And then, it, then they would have to create completely new programs to socialize us or, or engineer us. I think they really desire our our cooperation they they desire our will free will yeah. they want to freely accept mm -hmm. these things i'm more of a huxleyan than i'm a, than i am an orwellian in regards to this kind of cultural perspective so i think we're going to ask for these things we're going to want these things we're going to enjoy our slavery we're going to look forward to being controlled and ran by robots but it's going to take some time and i think the uncanny valley is an example of that we're just not ready for that it's a bit too weird right now you know so that might that might take some time but um, they're slowly going to try to, over time, uh, socialize us with robots. And I think of the perfect book, if anyone's interested in some of these studies, is uh, Alone Together by Terry Sh uh, 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 Sherry Turkle. Great piece, really interesting. And it shows how, um, how affected we can be by robots, how emotionally attached we can get to robots. It's very strange, but it's true. Uh, well, how Go ahead. I, I was going to say, there's a, a booming uh, sex robot industry. There's the brothels in, the, in Europe. Go ahead. That, that That's one of the ways they're going to do it, KJ. I truly believe companionship. They're going to start with elderly, right? So first they're going to have robots for the elderly, but then they're going to have robots for general folks. And it's going to be through the guise of companionship because of separation, isolation due to things like pandemics. Oh, perfect, right? Things like mental illness, because mental illness is growing due to all of the anxiety, suicide, all of this stuff going on right now. People are losing their minds. Mass neurosis is being, a, is being created as a response to collective anxiety. Collective anxiety long-term can produce mass neurosis. It's already been discussed in, in different uh, uh, 
uh, psychology group. So we're going to see a lot more need for, for some type of interaction and robots, I, I think, will be part of that, especially sexually. People will be desiring sex right now. It's a lot of this virtual sex through pornography and stuff like that. But these robots will become more normalized. That's just one way, one way. But what's interesting is the pandemics are increasing the chances of all these things. The isolation mm -hmm. is setting the perfect environment and it's and it's training us. It's conditioning us to be prepared for this. That's what and even expediting the process. It, that's what I mean. It's expediting the process. It totally mm -hmm. is. So it's training us whilst expediting the process as a whole. And that was one of my my opinions early on in this pandemic. I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute, all of this is irrational. The masks, the you know, forcing people in, you know, the distancing, it's so irrational. Why are they pushing it so hard? It's clearly some type of engineering. And I know there's a ritual aspect, there's many things here. But I think one of the things, one of one of the aspects of this is preparing us for a very isolated existence with little travel and, and little mobilization and heavy right. screen, screen entertainment or, or just screen um, exposure and staying indoors. Mm -hmm. And yes. so they're going to provide everything we need to keep us busy, to keep us entertained and even sexually aroused. And I think this is one way they can introduce these types of robots. So we will kind of be more normalized. The uncanny valley will will lessen and will will evaporate. It will it will diminish and dwindle because we're so used to these robots. We won't we won't have this aversion to them anymore. Also, look at how we just saw the complete collapse of the film industry as far as going to the movie theaters anymore. And everything now, suddenly it's all on demand, right? So right? yeah, it's perfect mm -hmm. to stay That's home. Right. We got your entertainment. <laughs> you got your movies. They're even they're offering free. I think free memberships for people now too. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They want you hooked up. And it, it, and see for the entertainment it, it, for the devil to allow for his entertainment industry to take the hit that it took because it was the movie industry, but it wasn't just the movie. The music business they can't tour, so the devil will only allow that amount of loss of income if he's going to impl implement something else in its place. Mm. You know, he sacrificed all of them, you know, all of them good Illuminati singers and <laughs> and sports guys <laughs> and actors. He gave them all a swift kick in the, in the hind parts on the way out the door, like he always does. I don't need you no more. I'm ready now for my new system. And, yeah. you know, I saw somebody saying Alexa and Siri do help us to uh, get closer to that place where th that valley is no longer a thing, distancing us between the robots, you know, and, and it could very well happen a lot faster than I expect for it to happen because there's certainly a, a, a pushing that idea and they've been pushing it for some time. And yes, we all have Androids now in our pockets and in our homes, devices that, not only listen to you, but watch you talk to each other. You know, how often have y'all discovered that someone who's in the room with you, their device is, uh, or, or, or they're getting things in their feed or suggestions from YouTube based on what you are watching. So yes, we are, we are closer and closer to um, having robots as a part of our daily lives, much more like, Asimov and other science fiction writers projected. And, you know, I don't think they projected it as much as they 
gave us predictive programming about what we would one day have to endure as part, you know, as brotherhood writers. Do, do you remember when those Alexa and those kind of home devices first started coming out about four or five years ago? And there was, I mean, half a dozen, if not more examples, people put up online of these things just caught laughing like a demon randomly. And yes, there, there's a lot of strange things happening around that. I remember that. But yeah, like y'all say, there's yes, a ghost sir. in the machine. Yes, absolutely. Yes, sir. Some very hey. creepy things. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah, They. Uh, I did a, a video a while back on, there was a, a commercial with a smart home. And inside the home, there was some glass walls you could see through and there's kind of plants and stuff on the other side but then all of a sudden animation would pop up you know right inside your home and the whole sequence was a little girl rides up on a tricycle with her backpack on inside the house she has a black pentagram on the back of her backpack and when she looks up a four-horned beast appears on the glass wall inside the smart home and the music's happy and she's you know inter interacting with it you know and hey you know so but yeah, the smart home thing's a part of it too. I would never get into a smart home, get all of it connected. Eventually they want us connected as we talked about. It's 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 madness. It really is like creating a matrix of humans. It truly is. And unfortunately, we're gonna ask for it. That's the scary part. People are enthused by this. And I'll argue that there's there is rationale behind it. It's not irrational. It's actually it's strategic. It's a strategic move because one thing this type of this type of information or should I say this type of technology does is it relieves people of stress. It relieves people of of um, it. It relieves people of duties. Right. It gives people more opportunity to do other things. This is the information age, the, the fourth industrial revolution, where we are multitasking at all times we are doing multiple things at once because we have the technology to do it we have more information than we can even handle and we're we're all addicted to dopamine so this sets up an environment where we're all just trying to experience as much as possible because there's so much to experience through this technology so what does this mean we need more time to experience we need more time to take in information and to experience all of this stuff so the robots and the different forms of technology free us up, right? When you when you use all of these different apps and all these different things that do things for you and consolidate your life and make everything easy for you, you just say a word, your machine does it for you. All of these different types of forms of technology frees up your time for you to um, enjoy more content, watch more Netflix, or just feel less anxiety. Uh, Turkle talks about how living in this tethered existence, tethered meaning we're constantly connected to millions of people every second due to the web, due, due to different social media. We were constantly in, engaging um, like like every second you're possibly communicating or every minute someone's communicating with you through social media. So it's it's this hyper communication, this this overly exaggerated um, type of, of connectivity that creates a desensitized kind of state to where we don't even want to talk to people anymore. <laughs> you know, we're just so tired of dealing, dealing with people. We have anxiety because we're constantly being hit with messages through our social media, or we're constantly getting notifications or checking this, checking that. And so really what it does is it makes us want to get away from people, even though we're not around people at all. We're right. just virtual people. So it's right. just, 
it's so ironic how all of this works, but the technology frees up our time and it frees us of anxiety that we get from living this tethered experience of just constant information and constant connectivity from people we don't even know. But then think about this added on top of that. Then when you leave, when you leave your house, most humans are still dehumanized because they got a stupid mask on. You got to keep six feet away. Not no hugging, no touching, no right. Ooh. It's like the whole. So you add that to the program, yeah. And that's that's it, it all. It's a perfectly evil program, really. And, and you yeah, see all these different gets, levels. It gets deep. You see how deep it gets. I mean, it's 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 just that's why I keep going back to this idea of it's just totally destroying the human the human means to relate. Our natural it's, ways of relating are being deconstructed. The devil's right. got to be happy. Oh, the yeah. devil has got to be happy. The fallen well, angels, you know, that. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's a narrow road and that's all. Go ahead. Well, well, yeah, because the, you know, the fallen angels are getting us to distance ourselves from each other. It's just too much stress in dealing with another human being. There's, you know, too much uh potential for conflict. We may not agree on everything. We may hurt each other's feelings. We, not, we may not be sensitive enough to each other. So it's just too stressful. I'd rather talk to my machine. And they've got us also where we are not only more willing to make friends with people we don't know and we can't truly interact with, we can't truly have a normal human relationship with, but they've also gotten us to create new vessels for them to incarnate into, you know, mm -hmm. Alexa, Siri, even the, the uh, it was an episode of Black Mirror, too, that, you know, I would recommend that you guys see it, the Miley Cyrus one. If you just type that in, oh, Google, yeah. the name, the name escapes me. But but that episode, although in the end, they really kind of messed it up by trying to make it too comedic. But the serious aspects of it dealt with this whole idea of placing placing a consciousness inside of a machine and you know i've been talking about that for years that these machines are just vessels through which spirits can flow and express themselves now it's just becoming more and more obvious that that's what they are and we are becoming as a human uh family we are we are becoming more accepting of that idea as we become less accepting of the idea of true social interaction Oh, I got to come after this. That's such a oh, great point there. And to add to that, that's exactly what is happening to young people today. Teenagers today, early 20s, people of this, these demographics today are experiencing that. They, they, they're having a, a difficulty forming real relationships, not just romantic relationships, but friendships. And this is the first stage of this type of deconstruction. So they're having difficulty forming real relationships and they actually prefer social media interaction over real relationships with real people. Why? Because real relationships with real people cause anxiety because they don't understand how to deal with the multiplicity and the complexity of the human personality in real time, in the real world. They're mm -hmm. used to truncated, right. curated, um, kind of artistic 
expressions and impressions of a personality through a social media platform. So when you see and engage with people on Instagram, say, or Snapchat or TikTok, you're not you're not engaging with that person. You're not you don't know who they are as a person. You're only seeing snapshots and bits and pieces and mind you, curated, perfectly strategically picked. <laughs> OK, so. Young people today, 15 years old, for instance, who spends the majority of their time on social media and very little time in person with people speaking, actually, probably text more or just go back and forth on different social media platforms. They are losing the ability to relate to other humans and form relationships because of this constant virtual interaction. But they actually prefer that type of interaction because yes. it's easier on them. It's more That's convenient. Right. They say people are too difficult to deal with. There's too much... It's, 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 it causes anxiety because they just don't know how to handle the complexities of a real person. That's disturbing when you think about it because that leads to this idea of humans actually being machine-like to where we can no longer understand our own human nature. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Think great. of how great they'll be as judges at the, uh, at the guillotine trials because they're desensitized and they don't have any empathy for human beings or sympathy for human beings. Wow. Oh, yeah. 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 I can already see that we all can on your nightly news, <clears throat> that elements of, of that part of our society coming out and it's all kinds of people, right? <clears throat> it covers everybody, but you see that the, the hatefulness, the nastiness, uh, feet rushing to wickedness. Here's kind of a, an offbeat yes. question for you guys. You just made me think about it. Um, do you ever think about the thousand year reign of Christ? Do you guys ever get into that? Like how that may look? What do you, what do you, do you have any thoughts at all in particular, either one of you guys on that? Hmm. We'll be the judges, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to look. Uh, you know, I just want to be, I want to be, um, there able to receive that day right exactly yeah, you know sure yeah anything days that's a tough that's a tough. sorry to throw you for such a loop no it no it's, it's one, good though. to talk about some good news it is. yeah <laughs> i guess i just i have no idea i, I couldn't even imagine how it's going to be have uh, either one of you ever had a like a near-death type experience i have, have had, i have I've had a couple actually. Do you do you feel like maybe sharing those? I know I'm just kind of throwing things at you, but I think it's um, fun, you know. Well, I mean, I guess one would be with my birth, and uh, I won't go into details. But the second was a car accident years ago that I shouldn't have walked away from. Um, yeah, I I won't really go into Thank them. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure we've all had our close calls, haven't we? you know, in, in one way or the other. And it always brings us a little bit closer uh, to the creator for sure. Indeed. My, my experience, you know, uh, well guys, like I said, we've gone now two and a half hours. I just want to make sure y'all are good. I appreciate you uh, being here this long. I guess I'm going to start closing it up. So before we do, I just want to give both you guys a chance to any parting words, any, anything you want to say still free flow. I mean, there's no rush or anything like that. No timer on it's no, uh, I didn't flip the uh, the hourglass upside down. Yeah, <laughs> but un <laughs> unplug him anything, please. You go ahead. Uh, well, you know, first and foremost, yes, the 
the only news that really matters at the end of the day is the, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But, you know, Jesus in his own words, let it be known that his concern was for the lost and the lost are not edified in the same way that saints are edified through some of the Christianese phrasing that people like to use in lieu of having some tough conversations and engaging the spirit of counsel from Isaiah 11 and two knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and counsel, which requires sometimes that you have more to say than just, Oh, Jesus is love. And Jesus loves everybody that, that kept me out of the church and away from the church because I said, well, I need to know more than that. And the lost generally as I was lost at that, at that time. And, you know, the Lord found me, I didn't find the Lord. He wasn't lost, but, the lost need more from those of us who understand the Lord than to give them those little quick sound bites, those little quick, cute, memeable Christianese phrase phrasings that we've gotten used to saying to one another in lieu of, you know, perhaps having a harder conversation. And so I just want to encourage people who consider themselves to be Bible believing followers of Christ to get out of your comfort zone as, as the Messiah did, as he walked and talked in places and spaces with people who were considered undesirable. He himself was considered to be undesirable. And he was not afraid to go to those places and spaces. We have to be able to, and willing, willing and able to do both of those things. We're able to do all things through Christ that strengthens us, but we have to be willing. As Brother Day said, you know, um, Orwell got some things right. We can't deny that. But I also side more so with Huxley in that this is a free will game. The devil knows that the Lord gave us free will and he wants to use that against us. So you have to want to step out of your comfort zone. Nobody's going to make you. You know, God is not into make, making you. That's witchcraft control. But you have to want to do so. And you have to want to resist temptation and to resist these things of the devil and of the fallen angels, regardless of how tempting and uh, smart they appear to be. And and regardless of how uh, 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 out of touch you are made to seem by the world when you turn away from these things, you know, you have to be willing to bear your cross and let that be you know, uncomfortable for you. So let us step out of our comfort zones in the name of Jesus and in the spirit of Jesus so we can fight the good fight. That's beautiful. Thank you, sir. Thank Amen. you. Praise Amen. God. Days? Yeah, man. Always uh, so difficult to come after Brother Theo, but <laughs> um, I, I will say this. Uh, first, I would agree and say this is uh, a moment of reckoning. This is a transition. This is a moment to get out of your comfort zones. Uh, this is a moment to look in the mirror. You know, if you need to change your ways, now is the time. You need to get in your prayer closet and get things straight, get your house in order. I would say, um, really, I mean, fasting, prayer, really important right now. You know, not just for those that are going through things, even if you're living in a comfortable situation and you haven't really been hit by any of these crises this includes you as well i think as a body we all need to really start getting in gear here because the war is on some of us will feel a little more than others 
but uh, we all have to do this together as the body of Christ. And I think that's ultimately the most important thing at this point, because really man is fallen. Um, if I refer to the, the Milgram project, the Stanley Milgram, I think it was 65% of the population will do what they're told. Uh, and so that tells you right there, more than 50% of the people are going to go along with all of this nonsense. So we know, we know where that's going to lead. All of this has to end. All of this has to, to, you know, everything must be fulfilled. Everything must come to pass. So with that being said, I think we need to focus on our mission and, uh, and at the same time, you know, keep checking for the signs and putting out the information, sharing the truth. Um, living righteously, having faith, all of these things have to continue. And I'd say even be uh, increased at this time because things are only going to get worse from here on out. They, they really are. We've seen nothing yet. Not, I mean, this is no gloom and doom. This is just reality. We have to be prepared for what they have coming. I sometimes think that this time, you know, with everything going crazy, that uh, especially as far as revelation goes in the very end end and, those who are here to have to deal with the AC and all. I wonder if that'll be a time where everybody's like the nine manifestations of the Holy spirit are really going to be shining. And those that are here and we'll really see more and more people laying hands on each other and not needing the medication that they needed for so many years, perhaps. I mean, that's kind of what I wonder sometimes. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, oh, no, no, not at all. Just I think so, brother. There. Yeah. I, I like to think so too, you know? Yeah, he'll protect his. He'll protect. He will. His. He will. Have faith in that. Put it on his shoulders, and just uh, get your house in order. You know, we have to do our part too, right? As yeah. as Brother Theo said, we do our free will. We play a role here. We we're still living in the material, physical world. There's a there's a physical aspect to this as well, right? Well, thank you, Ed. Love it, man. Both of you guys, and I'll uh, just in closing. First off, thank both of you, gentlemen, for being with me. I just, it was, Thank you, you. Know, I was, yeah, you're welcome, man. I mean, I was led to it. It just, and you know, I've had y'all on before. We've been friends for many years. I haven't talked a lot, but still, and just right in my head the other day, bam, it's like, get a hold of these guys. We got to get them on. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, the time. Yes, was sir. <laughs> you know, praise so, God. Yeah, man. So it was wonderful. And thanks. And won't be the last. Please, y'all, you guys stay in touch, of course. Let me know if you want to, whenever you want to do a show, unplug them, as you mentioned. I'll be there anytime. Okay. Okay. And sounds so, good. Yeah. Much we should, love. We go should ahead. have you on our, we should have you on our technology show where we could go into some stuff sometime. That'd be cool, too. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. You got my number, too, I think. So please yep. let me know. I do. And, as far as the audience, a uh, huge shout out, of course, for all of you guys being here. Some of you are overseas. You're staying up late, staying up super early. Thank you so much. Uh, for the moderators, always much appreciation. You guys are fantastic. Thank you. And to my PayPal and Patreon supporters, of course, thank you so very much. All my links are below. I even updated my link list as far as all my other social media. It'd be a good idea to follow me on other places in case something ever happens around here. You don't know. But I, I update all those different spots down there, okay? And I also typically I'll end my live shows with a prayer, but I really want to take advantage of uh, Brother Theo while he, while he's here. Would you please uh, lead us in an ending prayer? Would you mind? I wouldn't mind at all. Thanks. Well, no problem. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord God of glory, in the name of Jesus, for giving ear to our prayer petition. Please do forgive us for our sins, Lord Jesus, and please hear our prayers. 
Lord, we just ask right now, Lord, that you would please loose the comfort of the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit of John 14 and 26, to bring all things that Jesus the Christ has said back to our remembrance. Lord, and bind it to all who would touch and agree, Lord, and all who need comforting tonight in Jesus' name. Lord, those who are without shelter, those who are without provision, those who are without family and, and, and friends and community right now, those who are alone and those who feel resigned from life, those who might be on the verge of giving up, those who are lost. Lord, we just ask in Jesus' name that you would please comfort them, Lord, and loose that same comforter in the name of Jesus, Lord, and bind it to each and every one of your children within the sound of my voice who would be willing to be vessels through which that comfort can flow and be felt by others who are in need of it in Jesus' name. And Lord, please loosen and bind to all of your servants within the sound of my voice, the whole full armor of Ephesians 6 in Jesus' name. Lord, please also loosen and bind to us, Lord, Psalm 91 protection in Jesus' name. The angels that you have assigned to watch over us, to bear us up lest we dash our feet against stones. And Lord, we ask in Jesus' name that you would loose those angels right now, Lord, to surround us and link arms around us like bodyguards and to protect us, Lord, from things seen and unseen and all things unclean to protect our dwellings made of flesh and bone as well as our dwellings made of brick and stone, to protect those things that you've made us a steward over and allowed for us to own, including our pets, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we ask that you abide that same type of whole full armor to those angels that you have assigned to watch over us and let them be with us everywhere we roam, inside or outside the home, to protect us from things seen and unseen and all things unclean, known and unknown. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for this chance to come together in fellowship, in your name. And Lord, we ask that you would strengthen us, Lord God of glory, until we come together next time in Jesus' name to strengthen one another and keep us focused, Lord God of glory, on you. For as it is written, he is in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Father, we also ask that you would please loose and then bind to us the joy of the Lord, which is our strength and restoration. And let us be restored. In Jesus' name, we touch and agree and call it done. Amen and amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. I love it. I felt that. Thank you so Thank much. You, Jesus. Thank yes, you, Lord. what an honor. Thank you, sir. Guys, much love, much love to you both. I'll be putting the links to your channels under the player as soon as we end here. Uh, thanks again, guys. Thanks again, all of you folks out there. Y'all have a good night, and I'll be back with something else here real soon on the channel, video or show. I'm not sure. I'll <clears throat> I'll figure out KJ's what happened uh, before next Tuesday, and I'll let you guys know what's going to happen. All right. So thanks. Until then, y'all take care. Yep. Have a good one. Thanks, guys.